welcome to The Tea Hut, the podcast for unorthodox entrepreneurs striving for success by going against the grain, breaking down barriers beyond the biscuit tin, revealing what property professionals and construction workers really talk about on their tea breaks. Join us as we delve deep to uncover what it takes to succeed and be the best version of yourself. So welcome to the Tea Hut podcast, breaking down the barriers that go beyond the biscuit tin, finding out and unraveling what it really takes to be successful and go against the grain and make something of yourself. And today I'm really delighted to have the two guests that I've got in today, Carl and Carla. I won't say too much. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I don't know too much about your story yet. We just dive, dive, digressed into it a little bit. I'd like you two just to introduce yourselves to me, to the Tea Hut audience. Let me know your names, your little bit about your backgrounds and what you get up to in your spare time. And then we'll go from there. So, my, look, my name's Carl. I'm from uh, Hastings, but I'm originally from Nottingham. Nice. Uh, background, Jesus. Dragged up as a kid. Mm. Um didn't really live the best life growing up. Um, spare time, really. I, I, I spend time with family and the kids. Mm. Um, going to the gym if I've got time. If I feel motivated to do so, I'll, I'll go to the gym. But, yeah, nothing much really exciting on that part. What about you, Carla? Um, my name's Carla. I'm from Hastings. Um, I've always lived in Hastings mm. and still live there now. Um, in my spare time, I don't really have much spare time, to be honest. Mm. Um if I do get a little hour to myself, I like going off to the gym or just sitting and chilling out, maybe get my eyelashes done. Uh, that's about it, really. Um, growing up, I had quite a good life growing up. I had my mum and dad together. Um, I had a lot of problems myself. I think my anxiety started really, really young. I had a few problems, issues with food. Mm. I've always been quite underweight. And, um, yeah, that was it, really. Yeah. So how long have you guys been together as a couple? <laughs> nearly 10 years now 10 years yeah. yeah wow yeah 10 years a long time yeah a long time you yeah. looked at each other in shock then, as if to say fuck me 10 years <laughs> oh god has it been has it been hard yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, it hasn't been easy and I think nothing worth it ever is no I know it's I, been I, fun, you know it's, it's I think to be fair as a, as a partner you couldn't really ask for better as a partner mm. um, in you or her <laughs> You're talking about yourself. I mean, just just. I think he wants to, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, but like from her point of view, you know, like yeah. you, can't, you can't really ask for any better. Yeah, yeah. As oh, a partner, um, it was just me that was. Uh... How did you guys meet? Well, oh, that is one hell of a story. Go on. So yeah, so I was in a very bad relationship um, with somebody who turned out to be. Someone that you knew, wasn't it? At this moment in time, Carl's in prison. Okay. I don't know him, never met him. Yeah. Um, he was from an area that I had an ex-partner from. Um, so I'd seen him about a couple of times, but didn't really know anything. Didn't even know his name or anything. But yeah. he, was, he was in prison at this time, and I was in this relationship with this boy that I'd been with for about nine months. Right. Couldn't Couldn't get away from him. He wasn't very nice. Abusive. He, yeah, things got quite... He was, he was mentally... Not physically? Physically as well, as yes. Well, yes, yeah. it was both. It was it was a really bad relationship. Mm. Um, he always said, I tried to get away from him. I tried to split up with him and he would never leave. He wouldn't leave my, it was my flat. He mm. would never leave my flat. Wouldn't give me my key back. 
Nice. Just wouldn't leave me. Kept on saying that if I'd split up with him, he'd go and tell people I'd Manipulative, cheated on him. Manipulative, yeah. controlling. Yeah. And I'd, I've never cheated on a boy in my life, so like having something like that said about me, like I just worried what people would think of and me. How, so how long like, did that take to come out in that relationship? Well, this is what happened. So Carl comes out of prison. Um, so so this boy that I was with, he he used to go and... Do you want to say that bit? He used to sell drugs for me. yeah. yeah. This was before I met him. It was before yeah, he went yeah, to prison, yeah, wasn't it? yeah, yeah. Um, so then he always said to me that he'd got this friend that was in prison and he hadn't got any way of getting home. Like, because I drove, he was like, "Can you come and like with me and pick him up?" I'd promised him from day one that I'd take him and pick him up. Yeah. I took him one day on a visit. He asked me if I wanted to go into the visit. So this ex partner of mine was visiting Carl, and he asked me if I wanted to go in, and I said, "Oh, no, I don't know him. Like, I don't really. It's not really my thing. I don't really want to go into the prison." Yeah. Um, so I waited outside and I remember on the drive home, he was absolutely nuts. He was trying to yank my handbrake up, um, telling me that to drop me off, drop him off to the woods so he could go in the woods and hang himself. Like he, he was not all there. So anyway, so then it wasn't long till you come out of prison, was it? And then as soon as he come out, we went and picked him up. At this moment in time, I'm not in this relate. I'm, I've split up with him, but he, again, he wouldn't leave me. So I've gone and picked Carl up for him. And then after that, he kept inviting Carl round to my flat mm. Um, there was this one occasion that I had my friend round and we was going out on a night out and he and then Cole turned up and this ex had invited him round and then we all had a couple of drinks and then I went down to town with my friend and then you went downtown with him, didn't you? And um, he come straight up to me and started getting in my face saying, I've seen you dance with boys, like just going absolutely crazy at me. And then you went home, didn't you? No, what happened? You We got a taxi back to yours. Yeah, so he then followed me and he was grabbing me and he was, in my face, like just going nuts and saying that he wasn't going to go back to my flat, and that was it. And I thought, great. Yeah. So I stayed out with my friend, and then later on that night, I ended up going back to my flat. And as I went to put the key in the door, he was there. Um, so then I've gone back in anyway, and I've I've gone tried to go to bed, and then he's just going absolutely mad at me. And this is the first time he's acting like this. Mm. And Cole was in—I didn't know at the, at the time—but Cole was in the flat as well. He was on the sofa. He'd got nowhere to stay, so he was staying at. In my flat, because this ex of mine had said he could stay there. I did. I had somewhere to stay. I was on licence. Uh, okay. So I wasn't supposed to not be at my licence yeah, address. Yeah, yeah. So I had to basically just stay under wraps. So yeah, yeah, everything yeah. that was going on in town that night, stay out of I had to get out of that place quickly. Yeah, because yeah. I'd, if I'd have been like, pulled by the police, back. I'd have gone back to jail. Because yeah. I'd only just got back out for being recalled for a month for not being at my right address in the first place. Yeah, so yeah. So you'd have been straight I'd back. have been back in again. So yeah. So yeah. And then what happened? You can carry on. Oh, so... Yeah, so from then on, um, I just heard loads of ranting and raving going on in the house. and It's really difficult when you're in in that situation and someone's having domestics and stuff. Yeah, you're like, like, oh, fucking hell, what am I getting into here? Yeah, I don't want to get involved. I was was laid down and... I just felt it just felt really awkward at that time, mm. and um, you know she came in a couple of times and then like going back in and then it, it was just the final occasion. I thought, no, I can't have this. Right? Mm. It's not, it's not on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I've gone in the bedroom and he was literally he'd, he'd had the pillow over her face um, and he, he was knelt down on her arm so she couldn't move. Really? So I was like, I, li- I got him Wild, off, I got him off of her. You yeah, know? So yeah, it was yeah. just like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Like, yeah. like what is this? So anyway, I've gone back here. I said, you touch her again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. So I've I've gone back into the living room. When I've come back into the living room, all of a sudden she's come shooting back into the living room and like jumped on the sofa. Yeah. He's come running back in. There was a bit of ranting and raving that was going on at that point, and then uh, 
he was like stood up and I think that was the point where she then started to stick up for herself because love the fact is he wouldn't have done anything in my face do you think maybe that's because he had just shown you a little bit of like you know oh, yeah, definitely and obviously he'd made I knew that I couldn't say anything to people beforehand because he would make me out to be a liar, a liar so but he's seen it then yeah, so he it? saw it with his own eyes he saw like when I was running into the front room to try and get away from him he was coming and grabbing me and picking me up and dragging me back through and I'm holding onto the door frames and he's pulling me back to the bedroom and trying to throw me down on the bed and in the end, when I did manage to get into the front room, I think for like the third time, and he, rather than him dragging me back, he's come he's come over and he's tried to get me, and I've said to him, get off me, I'm going to hit you. Yeah. And he was like, go on then. So I punched him in the face, and I think he was in shock when it was the first time that like, all my You stood up for yourself. Yeah. And he looked at me, and I was like, don't touch her. Yeah, don't, don't fuck don't you. Touch her. Yeah, like, so then he... Just went off the rails. He went to the kitchen drawer. He got a knife out, and then he started stabbing himself in the stomach with it, slicing yeah. his stomach up. And then um, I was just stood there, didn't really know what to do because um, I knew what he was capable of. And then Cole got up to try to stop him, and he tried to stab him in the neck. Oh, really? Yeah. So Cole moved out of the way, and then um, during that time, they're both staring at each other. And he's thrown the knife down on the floor, and then you rang an ambulance, didn't you? And then the ambulance turned up and the police and that turned up and then they took him. Yeah. And, that, and he left the key behind. Yeah. That was the last time I, he ever come into my flat. Really? Yeah, so that was, he, he was gone. So then his sister come down and his sister's boyfriend, they was at the door and like they was talking to me. By this time, he's, he'd obviously been taken off. I think he ended up getting sectioned. But, um, like it sounds like he needed it. Yeah. And then um, I come back in. I didn't, I like Cole. I, I just didn't like him. I was talking about him that I didn't like. I thought he was just a bit of an idiot. And yeah, um, yeah. I come back into the, into my flat and he was on his hands and knees cleaning up all the blood because what had happened when he'd after he'd stabbed himself he started following I went went into the bedroom and he started following me all around the flat and he was touching me he'd got blood all on him blood all on me he was touching the walls like where he was dripping all of the blood on the floor and it's obviously you know what a kitchen lino yeah, like yeah. he's treading in it it's everywhere it like a murder scene yeah, yeah. it's really it disgusting bad. yeah, yeah and, I, and I've come back in um and yeah he's on the on his hands and knees on the floor cleaning up all the blood and I just well, I, I was a single mum at that moment in time. My son was staying at my mum's. I'd had my son really young. And, um, yeah, I'd never really had any help from anybody, like, just to, just seeing him on the floor on his hands and knees. And then, yeah, and then after that, he stayed that night, didn't you? Um, and I remember we, we sat and had a conversation and he listened to everything that I said and was like, I can't believe this is, how long has this been going on for? And I, for the first time, was able to speak about it all. And then... And then I remember that night I went and stayed in my room and I was terrified because of the sort of person that I thought he was. I thought he would end up trying to come into my room. Yeah. And um, I remember hardly getting any sleep because I was there like laid awake for most of the night worrying. And he didn't. He didn't come in there. And I thought, okay. And then um, in the morning I went into the front room and he was still on the sofa. And then we just had a massive conversation, didn't we? And then he said, oh, I don't really want to, what should I do? Should I come back like later tonight? Like, I don't really want to leave you here on your own. And you did, didn't you? You ended up coming and staying mm-hmm. on a few occasions, again, on the sofa. Um, and then I started to see a different side to him and we started having like really in-depth conversations. And it was good that he was there because a lot of the times my ex-partner did end up turning up at the house mm-hmm. and um, trying to get in and stuff. And it, it weren't half as bad because obviously I knew I had someone else in the house with me. Yeah. But, and then it sort of like went on from there, didn't it? Yeah. Ten years later. Did he leave you alone then eventually? No. <laughs> no. Didn't, didn't leave. Oh, the ex. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, he, obviously. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He's still yeah. here. Um, yeah, he did in the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did. It took a while, didn't it? Yeah. It did take a long time. But, 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 but this, going back to like how it was like, you know, being a good partner and then obviously me, my mindset, I was still criminal. Yeah. Like, that was my head, wasn't it? Like, mm. I was still, that was me. I wanted to be, I still wanted to cr- be a criminal. I wanted to make money. Yeah. How am I going to do it? Like, 
go back to the life that I already knew, what I went to jail for in the, in, in the where, first where, place. Where did this all start for you? I mean, like, let's roll it right back. I mean, where, where did all this start for you? Uh, have you always been this way? Were you born into this sort of lifestyle? How did you grow up? What was your childhood like? Um, I wouldn't say I was born into it. Yeah. Um, my mum my had me really early, like 16. I think yeah, mine was 14. Yeah, oh, wow. so, and she wasn't, she wasn't very maternal at that point. Like she, she hadn't she grown up herself. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there was a talk uh, that was supposed to happen where I was going to be adopted by an uncle, mm. um, but my granddad didn't allow it. So he was like, "No, nah, we, you know, we'll do it. We'll bring you up. Like you will help, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Yeah. And she wasn't supposed to get back with my dad, but she she ended up getting back with him. Yeah. Um, and then it was from from then on really that like things just didn't go too well as as a child. So yeah. you know, my dad was quite violent to my mum and to, to myself it, I'd been left in um, rooms bedrooms on my own for like nine ten hours at a time yeah. at like two years old yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. quite young yeah but where my mum she was like you know once that had happened my dad set fire to uh, to someone's house yeah you know, with my uncle and he ended up getting five years and this yeah. guy there was a, a story going around that this guy was doing um the unforeseen to children, so really, so my dad and uncle took it upon themselves and set his house on fire. Yeah, so that was a starting point, I think, for my mum to get away from him. Yeah, so but then you know she was in and out of relationships, like she was with one person and she'd be with another, etc. Yeah. And and you're obviously watching all this growing up, like yeah. thinking that's you know, yeah, 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 normal to an extent. Yeah, you do though, don't you? Yeah, you do, you do. It was, it, it, I don't because it was. The life that I was having, it was just the norm. That's it? what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You, when you when you grow up around things like that, I mean, I did uh, crime, and you know, that was just normal. Like my whole family were up to bits like that. You know, my nan done twelve years in uh, Holloway. Uh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I take me out to. I'm not saying they're bad people, but do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I sort of got sort of forced into that lifestyle. You, know, you said you're not born into it, but you technically are. Because you're born into a shitstorm, aren't you? Yeah, and I think that's. And your your mum sounds a bit similar to mine. Mm. My mum was young. Your mum was young, immature. My mum did the best she could. My grand, luckily for me, my grandparents really helped, and they still fucking do, to be honest. Um, but I think when you're you're truly a product of your environment, when you're just forced into that shit at a young age, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was. It, I was. My my parents was like, everything with my family have always revolved around pubs. Mm. so pubs and drinking yeah um, uh, it was they're all musical oh, you've seen it for yourself in your yeah. like she, when I take her up to Nottingham and we go and see my family like it's all pubs like yeah. you know, I'll do karaoke and go into this pub and like my uncle's doing karaoke here or there and yeah. my auntie wants to go there and before my mum passed away it was all the same thing you know we'd go up we'd go out we'd go for a drink or oh you can have a drink we all a close family nah nah disjointed yeah. Yeah. Uh, my family is weird. Yeah. Like, it is a yeah, weird family. Weird. Like, I probably won't speak to my family for, let's say, six months. Yeah. And then I'll I'll phone one of them up, and it's like I have not, not been speaking to them. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's just like that. Yeah, I mean. Uh, and it's always... I mean, I was always the black sheep of the family, so my behaviour was bad. Like, yeah. I was quite bad, but I think it's... Like we say with even our own children, so if your child's misbehaving, at least they're getting some sort of attention. Mm. Uh, that's the same with our child, isn't it? Like yeah. with Tyler, if he's being bad. He, he does anything. It, he doesn't ma- it, it doesn't matter to him if it's good behaviour or bad behaviour. He'll do anything just for a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he does get it for positive stuff, but it's like he, he'll, 
even if he's had it for a positive situation, within five minutes he'll do something bad just to get another bit of attention. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's that's what I was doing as a kid. Mm. So I'd be doing stupid things, yeah. like literally stupid things. But because we was being passed around here and there and everywhere, like I had some uh, abuse going on as a child. Um, that went on for about three years yeah. uh, with a family member as well. Really? So there was that that had happened. and then I, what, and physical? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't speak about that for a long time, apart from when it came out, yeah. when my mum originally asked me about it, because yeah. he'd been doing it with someone else's kid as well. Oh, and that's how it come to light. That's how it come to light, yeah. So I then outed it and said, yeah, yeah, that happened, etc., mm. etc. Et mm. My case didn't get heard. Mm. They didn't believe my story, mm. um, even though it was fact and not even a story, but yeah, yeah. They, uh, they just went ahead and you said... You weren't heard. Nah, not no. at all, nah. So, you know, after going through all that and then having to speak about it and bring it all back up again for stuff that's happened for like a number of years, I didn't even want to think about it. So mm. it's you look at it at that point, and I was very confused as to like, you know, no offence to people that are like that like the same sex, but I was questioning myself at that age. Like, why is yeah. that stuff happening to me? Like, yeah, am yeah. I, does that make How me... How old were you at that, that point? Uh, when you... 13 when it came out. Yeah, that's a fucking so, hard age to have, like, yeah. have. Have them questions running around in yeah, your head, isn't it? Yeah, it was mad. It? And like, obviously, I didn't think that I was like, yeah, I was into men like... Yeah, I get, way, mate, I've been... I under, totally It understand. was like, I was just very confused. But that, that confusion made me very angry. Yeah. So my anger got portrayed in different ways. Uh, and it was portrayed outside on the street. Yeah. So uh, the people that I'd hang around with was always the older lads. I didn't yeah. really like ch- uh, like chilling with the younger kids. Yeah, I was I the same. I didn't like younger kids. The older kids was the ones I'd wanted to be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started boxing, got involved in a youth club there, and there was obviously a load of older kids that was in the boxing clubs and, and in the youth clubs, and I just seemed to draw myself closer to them, and mm. that's where... The, the crime and the street life basically started and it took me away from my house. Yeah. So I didn't want to be in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel any love in there. And was that because of me? Was that because of my behaviour, the way that I was behaving? Was I pulling myself away from my family? Mm-hmm. Or was it a bit of 50-50? You know, Is it something that you've sort of like, now you've, you're older, you're like, what, in your 40s and you've actually reflected back on and thought, you know... Hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? Yeah. When you can look back and assess why you why things have turned out a certain way. I could have probably done some things different. Yeah. But even if I would have done things different, things probably still would have been the same. Same family. outcome, same result. Yeah. Yeah. Because our family's not really been. Oh, my grandparents can't knock them at all. My grandma and my granddad, perfect. Yeah. Like, I used to love going there. Yeah. Uh, my granddad was a joker. My grandma was a joker. You know. And then when she passed away, it was. Um, I didn't really have... I, I, I did used to go and still see my granddad, but I'd go and see my grand because she was quite poorly. So mm. she had oxygen issues and you know from smoking and stuff like that. So when she had to quit smoking, her breathing got really, really bad. Yeah. Um, which it was that that killed her in the end. So um, I didn't really go to my see my granddad. And my granddad, I think he struggled with the fact that my grand had gone. So they put mm. together for years. Yeah. And um, that's where his dementia, Alzheimer's, started to kick in. Mm. So he started doing weird things and, you know, family was noticing weird behavior but again you know i didn't really have that much of a close relationship with my mum. i didn't really i didn't know my dad at this point yeah um he he was he was an absent father yeah so he he disappeared and went off and had many kids with other people yeah um and then like aunties and uncle wise i never really saw any of them so it was it wasn't that kind of family where you're all like close-knit you'll meet up at this point this time yeah funerals same. <laughs> yeah, no, man, I'm, I'm the same. Yeah, it's, it's shit when you think about it, but then do you really need them in your life? 
You know what I mean? They weren't there for you when you were in your hardest point. Why do you need them now? Exactly. But when it? I got with Carla, I looked at her family. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, why couldn't I have had a family like this? <laughs> Especially not with her dad. Her dad was a legend. And I, yeah. when I got involved with her family, I got on with her dad like a house on fire. Yeah. Like, we literally... Do you think that's because you'd never had that father Possibly, figure? yeah. He was, he was just a guy that you could talk to. Like, yeah. And he was an older older guy, which is the same age as my head. dad would have been. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah So I saw I saw difference when it come to being seeing how close... Carla's family were mm. and then you put it into the fact of looking at your own family it's like well yeah. why can't your family be like that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just turned out I got the worst of the bunch you, you just know, got so, a bad hand out yeah. what, do you know I used, to, <laughs> I used to sit there before but I used to sit there when I used to be in my prison cell and I used to think do you know what what if I was born in a, in a family that was in America somewhere and I was just like <laughs> yeah. you know in the nice sun and on a beach and like yeah, being, yeah. being bought a surfboard for your birthday like, yeah, yeah. but why did I have to be, bo- be what, born what you in the a, films yeah why did yeah. I have to be born in bloody Nottingham in a, in a, in a council flat I've been like your dad being a knob like, yeah, yeah, do you know man. what I mean like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why do we get the bad why do the you bunch? have to experience the experiences exactly. you experienced yeah but then it shapes you for who you are because like do you not think that yeah, like, yeah. you know would you I know in hindsight, would you go back and live a different life? Fucking most people that have been through struggle would say yes. Most people, if they would say, like, if I didn't have to experience that pain, then great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I wouldn't change things. Do you know what? The reason why I wouldn't change it is because if I did, number one, I wouldn't have her. You'd be someone else. I wouldn't have my kids. Yeah. And I, I, I have agree to do with it that. all over again. So I wouldn't change it just for that fact. And yeah. Like, I wouldn't... You've, been, you've got through it. You're here now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, is that is who you are or yeah. who you were, should I say. And it shaped you to be who you are now. It's about, like, taking positives out of negatives. There's always a positive and a negative. So, There's um, always a lesson to be learned. And that's what and that's what I've done. So, And it's the same It's the same with our relationship. Like, our relationship's been proper... It's been turmoil through the years. But we've always managed to get through it. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've, because of my life, I, I'm not going to blame my life, but I've, I find it... I've found it really hard to be attached to stuff. Yeah. And, like, my mind always goes somewhere else yeah, and, I, yeah. and I can't I'm not very good with my feelings am I no yeah. right, I'm not I'm not good with them yeah She's I'm, like, I'm pretty shit you could be sitting there like she'll be sitting there and she'll be like you're alright even though I'm not I'm like yeah I'm fine yeah yeah I'm the same but the more she asks me the more I get annoyed yeah. and I'm like <laughs> yeah. now nah, you're making me annoyed like, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm okay but I'm actually not but what I should be yeah. doing is like saying nah no, I'm, actually, not, I'm not alright it's pissing me off yeah 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 and, and I, I can always like, tell as well I can tell that there's something wrong with you that's why I say are you alright exactly, and then you look at me yeah. like this and I'm like <laughs> my missus <laughs> does you? exactly the same Like what, I'm, I'm exactly the same I, I don't know why I do it because I'm not as bad as now as I used to be I'm a lot more willing to sit there and talk yeah. about it and say, yeah, actually, I'm fucked off because of ABC or whatever. Mm. When did when did that like start for you? When did you when did the light come on for you? Because I know you said you've obviously you fell off the wagon a few years back, which is what 2017. You said, yeah, I mean, so. So I, I obviously I was still involved in criminality. I was still serving up and stuff like that. And yeah. it was hard to get out of. Still yeah. involved with gangs and stuff. And it, you know, even I've been stabbed like three times. You'd think like things like that is enough yeah, for you to get away from the life. And it's just yeah, it's not. Nah, it's just a badge of honour, isn't it? Um, I've lost friends to to knife crime and things, you know. And it's even that weren't enough. So it was. Yeah, I've always like I said, I've always dabbled in yeah. here and there like yeah. it was just like I just couldn't help it it was it had to be done but it was it got to a point for me where I was 
even though I weren't taking the hard drugs that I was addicted to, I was taking others. Yeah. So I was sniffing coke or I yeah, was smoking yeah. weed or I was dropping value and whatever. Stuff. Yeah, but even still, I'm still clean. Yeah. Officially. Yeah. I'm not, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, So I was adding all this into the equation and I got really ill with my liver. Well, um, I, had a, I went to the doctor, had a blood test. My liver was messed up. And I was, at that point, I was self-medicating with like loads of tramadol and Valium. Yeah. Um, and at this point, because I was still doing little bits, I ended up... Uh, lapsing um, back back on heroin. She didn't know at this time. Um, obviously, for the first couple of months, you can keep it a secret, but you start slipping. Yeah. Right? You, you start like losing your way a little bit. Um, and that's what happened from there. So we we just bet it started ruining the relationship from there, didn't it? We just like the row yeah. started coming from there. Yeah. Um, you, like, you can explain like how, how oh, was that for you. Yeah, it was awful. Um, you was taking money. That was a hard thing. I think I think what made it worse in our relationship with with that situation was that as soon as I knew that he was taking that, I thought I could stop him. Yeah. So you, I thought, yeah, I was very naive in the fact that I thought, right. Yeah, the the, the, the addiction's in control. Yes, but I, I felt like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to stop this. So mm. I put myself I put myself through a lot. If I'd have just, I don't know, probably it probably wouldn't have been as bad if I had just let him do what he wanted to do. But because I... It was it was hard to see him doing that to himself, like really, really hard. And obviously, I cared about him. I, yeah. The fact that we'd got kids together, so I tried to stop it. And a lot of the time, that was why it ended up getting as bad as what it did. <coughs> so yeah, he was taking, stealing money, taking my cards, um, and then I'd hide them. And then lying? Up, Would you lie? Oh god, yeah, lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was an occasion when um, I went back to work and was doing some cleaning jobs and. Um, because he kept going, he he had the problem, and then he did end up. Well, I don't know whether you did end up ever getting yourself clean or whether that was a lie, but it was like back and forth, back yeah, and forth yeah, for a yeah. while. Yeah. And sometimes he would disappear off and go, God knows where, for a couple of days at a time, and I wouldn't see anything from him or hear anything from him. Um, yeah, and things got quite violent at a point. Um, yeah, it was. Quite, it's all a big blur in my head. Like yeah. all of, that whole time that that went on, mm. it's just it's all jumbled up together. You just get through it, don't you? Yeah. So at, at, at the first initial point, we was living in a caravan, weren't we? We was staying on a caravan site, um, and yeah, he would take my car. He would take the cards, um, take all the money. Uh, we ended up losing the caravan because of that reason. Didn't so we? how long did this go on for? Uh, what was it? A year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half. About that. So what was the crunch? What what was the crunch point? What you know? What point did you get to before you said like that's it now? Really bad. So there was a few police calls that I'd made because whenever he would come back um, and come back to the, the in this time we ended up moving to a flat because we'd lost a caravan. Then the flat that we was living in, none of the bills were getting paid. Um, so then I ended up going onto council list and I ended up getting a property through the council and then moved there. And during this time, he's going on and off it, on and off it. And then um, he'd been off it for a little while. And then I remember going back to work and um, he kept saying to me, oh, let me take the car, I'll drop you off. Because he had a driving licence. It was my car and I obviously had a driving licence, but we were both insured on the car. And then um, he he kept on saying to me, oh, you don't trust me, do you? Like, surely you're going to give me a bit of responsibility in that. So I said, all right, fine, you drop me off to work. You look after our son, Tyler. Um, So I went and did this cleaning job and then he dropped me off. And then when it come to me finishing, he was supposed to pick me up at a certain time and he hadn't. So I tried to ring the phone, his phone, 
He didn't answer the phone, so I thought straight away, I just had What's this he doing? sick feeling come over me. I thought, I should never have let him. I'm upstairs in this woman's house, cleaning this woman's house. She's downstairs. And in the end, I'm so frantic, she actually come upstairs and was like, what's going on? And I was like, I think my partner's gone on to, gone back onto heroin. Um, he's got my son, he's got my car, and I'm so worried. I ended up phoning up the police because he, uh, he didn't answer the phone at all. Yeah. I ended up phoning up the police saying, my partner's got my car, he's got my child, and I think he might have taken something. Um, in the end, what had happened is that is what had happened. He'd taken our son to go and score uh, the drugs. He'd gone and um, ta- gone back to the house, taken them, and then he tried to drive to pick me up. But obviously, the effects of taking heroin had come over him, and he ended up falling asleep driving. And it was just lucky that that for his sake and for our son's sake that there was an off-duty police officer coming down the hill at the time, and he was just stopped at a green light in the middle of the road. And they got out, and um, obviously with the police call that I'd made as well, they straight away obviously went and made sure we'd got the handbrake on um, and took him to one side. And, and then they rang my mum because they had my old um, house phone when I lived with my mum on the on the system. And she went down and got my son. And then um, she rang me and said, oh, come to mine. Like, what the hell is going on? I've just had to go and pick Tyler up. What the hell is going on? And I remember I'd held it all in for like a year and a half. Nobody knew about it apart from mm. a couple of my close friends. And I just went into my mum and dad's house. I said, he's on heroin. Oh, and I remember shit. my mum and dad saying, and what found the out. hell? Oh. Yeah, so then it was a bit of a struggle because then I was still like, I was torn. Obviously, my family like, stay well away from him. Like, yeah. you know, don't get yourself involved that. You can stay here. And I didn't want to stay there. I wanted to... There was still part of me that wanted to make sure he was okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was kind of like that. And then um, things got a little bit worse. Um, there was an occasion when I was at the house and he kept coming back and um, it got really bad. We had a massive argument. He ended up trashing the whole place. And it got to that. It, it got to the point where it was so bad in the end, he tried to smack me around the head with a hammer in front of the kids. And I moved out of the way and, I, and he'd taken my phone and everything off me, locked us in the flat. I'd been in the flat for like... He'd taken my phone away. I think it was about 24 hours before that. Um, and then I remember him saying, just I transferred all of my money out of my bank and I couldn't transfer it back unless he gave me my phone. And I said to him, I'll give you some money. Just give me my phone. I'll transfer all the money over. You can have it all. And he gave me my phone back. And um, I remember ringing up the... I said to him that I was going to ring my mum because I tried to do it through the banking system and it weren't working. So I said I was going to ring my mum. And then I rang 999. And I, he was... I think he was in the front room and I pressed the button... But I couldn't really say to them like, who I needed because he, he ended up coming running back and I was going, police, transfer the money, police, like that, like saying it so that they would hear me saying did? police. Yeah, wow. so they would hear me saying police because it got to the bit where it connected and then it was like, who do you need, police, ambulance or fire service? And at that time he'd come back in and I knew he would obviously go off the rails even more if he, he thought I was ringing the police. And then he's grabbed the phone off me and as he's grabbed the phone off me, the phone's ended up on the floor and gone into bits and the battery's come out and it's turned off so he didn't know that I'd phoned the police. Um, and within five minutes, they turned up at the house. Mm. Um, they took you away, didn't they? Yeah. And that was the last time the that I let is, him in my house. The, the yeah. thing is, with all that building up, because like, we was already in a position a few months previous before this had all exploded. So we'd asked, we asked for support um, from social services. I think it was people, six months before Six that. months before that this had happened. We knew something was wrong. Mm. I, 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 to the point of that, I started treatment for a liver, liver disease. So it was this chemotherapy stuff. And they said to me, when I went to the hospital, they said... You need to make sure that your mental health is up to scratch and you need yeah. to be on like antidepressants to make sure that you're okay before you take this medication because yeah, yeah, yeah. otherwise Mentally. it's going to make you ill. Yeah. I lied and I said that everything was fine. I was taking this medication and I actually wasn't. So mm. 
it was within a week, two weeks of. And you were still on the gear at that point. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was doing little bits here and there. I was yeah, just blagging yeah. everybody. That's yeah, what yeah, comes yeah. with that drive. Yeah, I know. I've had but, family members. But the thing is, like with all that, that's that's where then it like literally just went off the rails, and like that was so out of a character for me. I've never hit a girl in my life mm. ever. Yeah. So for that to be there, and for involved, you to be. You were the saviour for her from that previous relationship. And then I turned into that. And then you've right. turned into exactly what That's you got what her away from. That's what made it so hard for me as well, because I knew that he wasn't like that. You were like, fuck, what's happened? Yeah, no, that was why I wanted to help him so much, because it was like having... To, like, even now, people say to me, how could you even... Can, how could you ever get back with him? Because it, it's like I see it as two different people. Yeah, well, it is. The, the, the addict and the person are different people. I mean, yeah. I've got... I've had close family members uh, that have been heroin addicts, and... It's horrible to see because, like, the drug is what it is. It's like being possessed by something. It is, yeah. It? And you get these people, like, when they're not under the influence of that drug, they're fucking the best people ever. And then as soon as that's fucking in their system, it's like all reason and care and yeah. shit goes out the window. Yeah. I, I know exactly what how that feels and I, I know how fucking hard it is from personal experience of me being an addict and my family member. So, I, yeah. It's, so... Social services ended up getting involved. Yeah. Like, obviously, you know what's going to come out of that. Like, yeah, of I'm course. I'm seeing my kids now. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not allowed back to the house. Child uh, child protection. So plan. when was this? 2017? 2017. Yeah, so this was 2017. 2016 2016? into 2017. Yeah, yeah. See, we, was only, we weren't on it for too long. Yeah. Because at that point, I'd moved, didn't I? I yeah. I'd moved out of the house uh, for a good few months. Yeah. And then they, they basically brainwashed her into... Yeah, so after that final occasion, the police come and took him... And then social services, obviously, they added like an emergency thing where they do like a Marrick meeting, which yeah. is like where all, all the organisations get together. They tried to put me in a refuge. I said, I'm not staying in a refuge. I'm not, not going in there with my kids. I'll go and stay with my mum. So I went and stayed with my mum for a couple of weeks. Before I was allowed back to my flat, they had to come and put all these security things on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort all that. But during that time, he actually left, didn't you? You left and he was going and staying in this property with other heroin users. Um, and he'd gone for good few months um during that time i had through the social services in order to prove to them that i was protecting my children i had to get a child arrangements order which said that because he's on because we're both on the birth certificate if you don't have a child arrangements order he could come and take the children away at any time yeah so we we had this child arrangements order in place i had to get a non-molestation order and um the, the courts obviously gave it all to me um and then they said that they was going to bring it to the courts in three months' time for him to apply to see see where he was in three months as to whether he'd got himself sorted out and wanted to apply through the courts yeah. to see the children. So I didn't see him for about three months, weren't it? Yeah. And then I remember the first... the first. Um, so it was horrible. It was really bad. I could barely eat anything during that time. I stayed with my mum for a couple of weeks and I went back home, but I could not stop thinking, like, if nobody helps him, he's going to end up dying, but I can't help him. There's nothing I can do. Like, I knew there was nothing I can do and I'm not doing anything. Like, the kids had seen... They'd witnessed some of the stuff happening. Not all of it. They wasn't always there, but they witnessed some of it happening. And there was a risk, obviously, for you to carry on doing it. They were going to witness yeah, even more. It's going to get worse. Yeah, and I didn't want the kids. It's bad enough what we'd already been through, and it was his choice to take that. And I finally yeah. realised in the end there was nothing I could do to stop him. But nah. my son's first nursery, he had his um, t- taster days. So it was the first time that I was without any of the kids. So um, I drove around town and I saw someone who I thought. It was a lady who takes heroin who I thought would know where he was. And I remember pulling over and I said to her, I'll get in the car. She come and got in the car and I said to her, oh, where's Carl? Do you know, if he, is he still alive? Like, what's the situation? She said, oh, yeah, he is. He's, Shall I show you where he's staying? And I thought, yeah, all right then. 
So she, we drove just around. The, it was around the corner, literally five minutes away. And she said, "Are we staying there?" She said, "Do you want me to get him and he can come and have a conversation with you?" And I thought, "Oh God, I couldn't say no." Anyway, so she went and got him, and he come and stood next to the window. And I said to him, "Look, you've got caught later today. Are you going?" And he was like, "What's it for?" And I said, "Oh, it's to see if you can get contact to the kids." And he was like, oh, "I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm staying in this house." You can explain. Oh, fucking! I can imagine the place you were staying in. God, like if you put it into a position of where I were to where I am now at that point yeah. it was like what am I doing yeah. like, and I was literally uh, this house was filled with nutters yeah like they was not all there everything yeah, yeah, yeah. was all drug fueled anyway yeah um, there was uh, there was a woman that like I was sleeping on the floor with like just just how you can imagine like a trap crack house I know be. exactly right? <laughs> yeah. the, the quilts have got like yellow stains disgusting on them. stains like, it's just jank yeah so yeah, yeah. I had this woman one night I'm laying there with a the quilt on I've got this quilt and I'm laying there and all I could feel was this tickly on my nose and I'm like I'm, I'm like that and I've opened my eyes she's literally leaned over me and she's picking things up at the floor and I'm like what are you doing she's like I'm sure I dropped a little bit of crack down there and, and she's literally chicken we call it chicken picking yeah, yeah, like, chicken, chicken scratching pick, yeah, 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 yeah. Chicken, chicken picking right next to me whilst I'm sleeping and I'm thinking what Fuck the hell off. that was strike one right so then strike two come back I could hear this meowing and I'm thinking what's this noise like, where is this coming from so I've, I've gone about my business in the house and I'm just doing whatever I'm doing and that, the loud, it got louder yeah and I'm thinking where is that coming from so anyway I've opened, I've, I've opened <laughs> up the cupboard and um, I've opened up the freezer the cat jumped out so she'd put the cat in the freezer oh no so I'm like why are you put the cat in the freezer she was like oh they're going to come and burgle the house they're going to kill my cat fucking like, hell it was off key yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'd had enough do you know what I mean it was yeah. just like why am I doing this oh, I shouldn't dude. be doing this I've got kids like it's not like it were previous like in my young years I didn't have anybody so yeah, yeah, yeah. it didn't make any difference whether I was now on you had responsibilities yeah. dependence innit exactly so her coming she came at the right time yeah she did come at the right time for me. So I, I stood there. I did the court case. I did go to court. That, I, I day. that day? Yeah, I went to court that day. Didn't really look that healthy going, but I still turned up. Yeah. I took him, didn't I? I took him. I took him. for. He was really skinny. And um, I said, are you even washing? Like, and um, I, like because I didn't have the kids, I thought, right, okay, I'll go and get you something to eat. So I went and got him something to eat. I went and took him to the court and he went in and... and... Yeah, I just basically said, look, I'm telling you, I'm going to sort it out. Yeah. From this day on, I'm going to sort it out. Um, and I said that I'll start, I'll get negative samples. I'll, you know, by the Do everything you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. So I stopped using. I was, I stuck with like other prescription medication just to make sure I was well. Uh, methadone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the, the, the time that I said to the judge, like, I'll, I'll be off this by December. Like, this will be done. I'll be giving you negative samples by then. She was like, if you can do that, you know, you'll get, I'll give you access back to the kids. So yeah, yeah. I was giving negative samples all the way up until December. And then I detoxed really quickly off the methadone. Yeah. I went down like five mil every couple of days or something. Yeah. And, um, and then I gave the negative samples at court access back. So uh, then we obviously had the social services that we had to fight and they was, yeah. they were scoundrels. Like they was, you know, trying to make up lies of this. They was using all my childhood stuff as like stuff against me for the present. It's like, well, how has the childhood got anything to do with this? Yeah, yeah. It didn't make no sense. Yeah. They was getting people's names wrongs in the reports. Like oh, people really? that abused me really mentioning sl- the wrong people. Yeah, it, was like, it was really sloppy work. And she hadn't seen us for about 64 days or something. And she tried, we, we went into this room. It was the uh, second child protection meeting. Um, and everybody around the table that I saw regular was pointing me really good points. And then, and it got round to her and she pointed me at high risk and it was like 
how am I high risk? You haven't seen us for 64 days. I can't yeah. be that bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. So from that moment on, bang, they took us off of it. We was off it within three months. Usually it's like six protection. to twelve, the child protection. So, yeah. um, so that was the point for me then. I've just thought oh, that's I've had enough. Like I don't want that life no more. Leave that stuff alone. It was it, it's left. Leave it in the past. Yeah. Um, but it was just something that it was hard to get away from it because heroin's been a part of my life since I was sixteen years old. Yeah. So and even with when the fact when I was involved in gangs, I was still involved in gangs, but yeah, I was still on heroin. So yeah, yeah. and it was a secret up yeah, to a certain yeah. point. Nobody knew because yeah. I was serving it up for Jamaicans. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was... You didn't want to be seen to be a fucking habitual I, user because that's no a weakness. I was serving it up in a hostel I was living in. Yeah. Like, you know, and I was just getting regular parcels. I was, uh, you know, back in the day, in the 90s, the Yardies was coming into Nottingham quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and we had quite a few that we was working for. It was the Yardies that killed my friend. So yeah. they stabbed him in the heart. So... They was quite prominent. They kill you over a pound, you know. It's a principle, sponge, mate. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I got, I ended up getting kidnapped in the end. Did you? Yeah, because I, I got myself in debt with them. Yeah, and um, you know, you're in that moment, and you think these are all your pals. Yeah. This is stuff I try and say to kids all the time. Like yeah. you don't know who your I pals are. I say this to people, like people of young age, all the time. It's like your mates now, 15, 14 years old. They will not be there for you in fucking ten years. Time. No. no. Yeah. They, they won't be there for you. No, they, yeah. You get a 12-month stretch up your ass. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, they, they'll, exactly. They'll carry on with their lives like you never yeah. existed, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, that happened. I got I got kidnapped. I got put in a, in a car. I got, I got hit with a gun. I had a gun in my mouth. I got stripped naked and left in a field. Like, And this this was for, like, a couple of hundred quid. Yeah. Um, some some dog walker lady saved my life with that, really. She really? Was, yeah. If you're thinking about it, you're naked in a field. Yeah, in the field naked, and you've got some woman. That's pretty dog. vulnerable, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How old was she then? Uh, just over sixteen, so nearly like seventeen. A, ch- a child. Yeah. Really. Yeah. If you think, but obviously she, at that age, you think you're older than what you are. But when you do, now, yeah. look, if you was to see sixteen-year-old now in a field naked, you'd it, been beaten up. You'd think, fucking hell, you're, you're right. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Come here, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was like, but, but back then, I'd had so much stuff happen. I had to grow up quick anyway. Yeah. So I left home. Well, I say left home. I, my my parents had broken up. My mum went and stayed with my grandparents. My stepdad went and stayed with my brother and sister. It is parents, and I was left to run the roost at my own house with yeah. two dogs. I just had all my gang mates around the house and was just causing chaos in my house, terrorising yeah. the neighbour and all that. Like, it was just crazy. Yeah. And then the council and police came around and removed me from the house. That made me having to then go and live with my uncle. Um, I went and lived, I was still doing some mad stuff at that time when I went and lived with my other uncle. He'd been in the military for a long time. Yeah. He wasn't right in the head himself, you know. So he had PTSD yeah. and stuff, seen his mates blowing up and that. So I was just around people that was nuts. Yeah, all the time. So it was kind of that that, that stuff then decides that it, get, it gets portrayed onto you. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the stabbing my, my pal, he got killed. Um, he died in my arms. So then, you know, all this stuff that built up when this stuff happens, you know, where even when I got stabbed, it's just. You just brush it off. Yeah. It's just a brush off. And yeah. it, it's not until like you get to like your later on years, like certain age now. Yeah. It, you think like when you start talking about different things, especially when it comes to the drugs. Yeah. Because drugs, I think, I think was just something that just closed all that off for me. Yeah. I never had to think about any of it whilst I was taking that stuff. And you could be on yeah. heroin, but by, by, by the time goes by, you're already in four years. You're thinking, where's four years gone? Yeah. Yeah. Because the time just doesn't stop. I mean, it just goes really quickly when you're yeah. on the stuff because you're off your nut all the time. Yeah. Well, I was similar. I was on, I was gear and rock and it was it was similar do you know what I mean I was just off my fucking face all the time like you said earlier that period of hardships are blur yeah. that's what I say to people a lot of the time they're like what was that like I'm like I can tell you sort of but yeah, it's all muddled it up. was such it's such a blur to me now because I was yeah. fucking off my tits all the time I couldn't really tell you 
what what was going on in my head at the time. You know what I mean? It's you know it's it's a hard it's a hard drug to get away from mm. uh, when you've taken it for so long. It's literally implemented in your head. It's physical as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's not it just is. a mental addiction. Yeah. It's the physical addiction to it as well. And and the thing is, it affects everybody else around you. So it's not just you. That's Even affecting. when you think it's not. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think yeah. it's actually worse sometimes for the people around because we're not. I wasn't taking anything to no. block it yeah, out. Yeah. So like, it's yeah, it's really hard. And like I said, it's that torn thing between knowing what somebody's like as a normal person and then when that influences yeah and then that complete monster but it's almost like you know that that person like say you know you know like say with like dementia and something you you know that once that person's brain then that person starts because my granddad dementia like once she'd started gone and didn't recognize us we knew that wasn't coming back yeah but with him in his situation i knew that it's like jekyll and hyde yeah all he had to do was i say it like all he had to do but to me all he had to do was just stop taking it and he'd be back to that normal loving nice person and we could carry on our life so yeah. it's like it's the reasoning behind him taking the drug that he was doing it for it's, do you know what I mean like that's yeah. what being an addict is isn't it I mean what, thing, I what was your reason I don't know you don't know you no. just liked it I liked it yeah and I, I don't I don't know how it started why it started I, I just it, it just happened again addictive personality no don't believe in it <laughs> don't believe in it no why because who, who, how can how can somebody have an ad- addictive personality? I think because look, has it has you work with your brain? Yeah, your personality is you as a person, right? Yeah, and you have like your front cortex of your brain that's in control of all that stuff. Mm. So when your brain start when you start adding different uh, substances to your body, the, your brain then becomes likable to that certain thing. Yeah, it doesn't make your personality that gets addicted to it. It's the, it's the endorphins and stuff that gets released for the pleasure of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where, that's where the addiction chasing comes the buzz. You're chasing the buzz. So I don't believe in addictive personalities because if you've got an addictive personality, sugar's really addictive. So, so eating jam donuts, that's going to be addictive or smoking weed and smoke. If you're going to be taking addictive substances and you can smoke weed once and don't like it, oh, I'm going to leave that alone. It's an addictive... It's an addictive... Yeah, an no, addictive I, substance. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't believe in an addictive personality. What I believe in is the addiction comes from a pleasure. You have to like something to take it for so long, otherwise yeah. you wouldn't take it. Yeah, yeah just yeah. like you like to go to a chip shop and on your on your chips you have salt and vinegar. You wouldn't go into a chip shop without putting salt and vinegar on your chips because you know you like the taste of it when you do. Yeah. So that's how it would work. That's how the brain works with it. So yeah, I don't believe in mm, that. Personality. Interesting. <laughs> He does all this. He done all this um, after after he'd when it went to court, and then he'd obviously got banned from seeing the kids during that three months that he had to try and prove it. Well, he wanted to prove to the judge that he'd changed his life around. He was getting like the negative samples, but he went and put himself on all these different courses. That's good like, though. That's yeah. yeah that's, most, that's a sign of someone who actually oh, good, wants yeah. to change, isn't it? And then he had because when he went back to court, he had this massive booklet of all the different things that he'd done. But one of the courses that he did, he did like this intuitive recovery course, which te- teaches you all about the brain. I think I know the whole course. Right, right off the top of my head now because he'd come home and he would tell me all these different things wouldn't you like, over yeah. the years he's told me so much about the different ways that the brains work so. yeah yeah it's crazy how this is what make me help me stop yeah um, and I quit smoking I know I do vape but the smoking in itself I probably would still be smoking cigarettes if I wouldn't have done that that course yeah. and I think that that it opened up my it opened up my mind like it opened my eyes to a lot of stuff when I did this course yeah. and I thought that is why I do what I do yeah it's hard to explain unless you do the course but yeah I, I, I did the course that well they wanted me to teach it 
Yeah. <laughs> I think you did teach it to I me. I did teach it. And, and I actually got up and did a, um, I did a, a talk in front of loads of other people with this course. Mm. And, I, and I, the thing is, when I do something, I have to do it very well. Yeah, yeah. Very I'm precise. I've got really what bad was the course called for other people that are listening? It's uh, intuitive thinking, so intuitive recovery. If you put, intuitive it, into, recovery. If you put it into YouTube, it will come up with a guy that designed it. Okay. Um, it's all done with like ambivalent thinking and stuff. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's done with like the, the using the you know, Pavlos dog. So if you if you get a dog to come to to a bowl of food, um, and you ring that bell for that dog to come to that food, every time you ring the bell, he's going to come. But on one occasion, you don't put that food in that bowl, and you ring the bell. He'll come for a couple of times, but on that third bell, you'll notice and realize actually there's not even going to be any food in that bowl anymore. Yeah. It's pointless going to it. Yeah. So it's just it, it changes the it's way you think. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's what I did. It was about, because the hardest thing about addiction is change. Yeah. And and you're scared and you, you've, you've got that fear factor of like, what's going to come next? How am I going to fill that gap? Yeah. Um, and I think that's half the reason why people struggle to, to, to come off of it in the yeah, first place. Yeah. I think it's the same with any substance, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. If you use it for a certain way, for certain exactly. reason. So that's, that's what I did and I used that, that intuitive thinking and I used it quite regular, didn't I? And yeah. the, the way that I was thinking and the way that I behaved because you have to change your behaviours as well. Yeah. Um, and everything else around you, including friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely. I dropped everybody out. You got to. Everybody. I, yeah, I'm, when I moved away, I literally cut ties with all of my friends, apart from maybe one or two that I do keep in contact with and I've always been pals with. But I fucking cut myself off from everyone and everything. I, I felt like I had to. Because mm. I truly wanted to change. Yeah. And I knew that if I really wanted it, that I had to fucking make a sacrifice. Yeah. And you got to, haven't you? Yeah. There's one pal that I, I spoke to and I'd, I've still, like my mate Perry. Yeah. He always asked how I were all the time, didn't yeah. he? My mate Perry. But then he's not asked. involved in that sort of stuff. So nah. it's like he can, he, he's a safe friend, whereas yeah. a lot of the friends that. That you had associates, still, yeah. they're just saying. And you now, realize who your friends are. Oh, now mate, a lot of them yeah. are either in prison, I've or some none. of them have died, haven't they? Yeah, some have died, some are in jail. Like same. you know, and I we drive people past people quite regular that we've done the same thing. Like I've done the same things with, and they're still at it. Yes, you know, and yeah. And I'm like seven years clean in May. Yeah, so, and they're still oh, well at done. it now. So it's um, yeah. But like I said, you know, I I I talk about it quite often. And I don't talk about it quite often because it's just like I want to constantly remember it and go over it. It's it's just it's it's good to have some reminders. Yeah, it's good to have them reminders. Do you think like, it's good? It's good. For, it's free therapy though, isn't it? I think when you've learned to come to terms with it, like you have clearly, because yeah. the way you talk about it so candidly, like I think it helps. The more and more and more you talk about it so freely, it's like yeah, I've come through that. That's not me anymore. Oh, definitely. Do you know what I mean? They this say is why. talking therapy, don't they? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, have yeah. Talking therapy. And yeah. we do, this is why we do this on TikTok. Yeah. So, you know, we do it on TikTok a lot, don't we? Yeah, we love it. And I feel like it helps me as well. I never had any... Oh, I did try and do some trauma-based therapy, but I just found it... When can you sort of like... For me personally, obviously I've still, I'm still a mother to three children... And when can you, like, so when I went and did the trauma-based therapy, it was at two o'clock, I think my session was two o'clock till three. The school runs at half past three. Yeah, when so else was, have you got time? Exactly. So I went and did, I went down to this building. I went and did this, tra- like, obviously from the hours of two till three, I was traumatised again because I'm having to talk about all of this stuff. Yeah. And it was really hard to talk about. I was crying. This was quite early on. This was, this was a good few years back. It was awful. I come out of there. I ended up nearly crashing my car. And then um, I had to go and pick the kids up. So I had to then go and stand in a playground and act normal when I'd just reminded myself of all this stuff that I'd shut to the back of my head and yeah. brought it all back up again. And I yeah. thought, I can't do this. Like, I'm going to end up, I don't know what's going to end up happening <laughs> to me. Like, I've got three kids that I've still got to 
be a mum. Yeah, so I just, I didn't end up having any therapy, did I? And then for quite a few years, I kept trying to talk to you about it, didn't I? And we was like the worst people because I, I wanted to talk to him because obviously I felt like I him listening, yeah, him listening to it and then showing a bit of remorse or like just, just hearing what I'd actually gone through and um, being acknowledging proud, it, yeah, being proud of me for the fact that we're still together and yeah, um, but he didn't want to hear it. Yeah. And it upset Why me. Why didn't he, you want to hear it? It was hard to hear. When you're being told this stuff, like, after, I don't remember most Listen of to how you fucked me up, basically. Yeah. Do you know exactly. What I mean? And yeah. I've then got to take responsibility for that, and I? Like, hold yourself accountable. Exactly. Yeah, and I, it's and not, I, I know what you mean. It's not nice. I didn't remember most of the stuff she was coming out with. When she's sitting there telling me about it, I'm thinking, fucking hell, that didn't happen. Yeah. Like, what are you on about? Like, yeah. and, and obviously, it, it has did. Happened. Yeah, like, yeah. So the more it was going, and then I could see, like, how upset, like I said, I don't know, I'm not in touch with no feelings. Like, that's, I'm just kind of, like, cold-hearted with stuff. But, yeah. That's I've changed that now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. that. That's not me. Like, yeah. I've got to like. I've had to take it down that barrier. Yeah, of course I had to. I'd, what's the barrier there for? Yeah. I ain't got anything. Well, to, I don't need to. Protect originally, myself. it was probably there for your own self protection, exactly. wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? I don't need to protect Definitely. myself anymore. Like, yeah. I'm quite open and honest. Yeah, yeah. This is where, like, what we say with TikTok, we're quite open and honest on there. I think that's why we've got good followers that we have. Yeah. Um, we're straight up. What you see is what you get. Yeah. Um, and we help and, and we talk about this stuff on social media for the fact of like because there's other people that could be going through the same thing. Um, and they could get some empowerment from us to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel for people or families or, pe- or partners that are going through that stuff. Yeah. Um, not everyone's going to make it. I'm not going to say that yeah, they and so, are. And some people, some people are going to be, I mean, you know what people are like on social media. Like, oh, yeah. Some people are going to watch what you do and be like, listen to these pair of cunts. Oh, ah, we do. We've had some right funny stuff. You'll be you get some on. right trolls, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and I do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to get that. But what's your views on people like that who might pop up on your videos and go, oh, look at these pair of dickheads. We play with them. Do you? Yeah. How'd you do it? Well, no, that's not completely... At first... Did, so, at first, did, did you find it hard not oh, to did, let it get to you? No, I didn't. So I, th- I think because of the amount of stuff I've been through, I feel like I've, I would never have... Because my anxiety was so bad until probably about a year ago, it's got a lot better and I've managed to achieve stuff in the last year that I have never managed to achieve. And I had crippling anxiety for a good 10 years, like to the point where I couldn't... Leave. It was really, really bad. So I feel like... Because I'd, I feel like I could never suffer as much as what I've suffered throughout my yeah, life. So when yeah. they say stuff, I can brush it off. But Kyle, on the other hand, it, he kept getting wound up by it. <laughs> Who and the I remember, I remember saying Kill to him you. after we come off that live, I was like, you, "You've really got to work on yourself. Like, yeah, you've, yeah. You've really got like." You say that to my face. Yeah, yeah I, I, was, I, I used to be like. You've got to calm down if we're going to put ourselves in like in a public scenario. You've got to accept that some people's opinions are going to differ to yours. And I also said to him, like, we've got a good bunch of people on there. I said, why are you even giving entertainment to somebody, like, out of all the ten comments might come through? You'll only respond to the angry ones. Yeah, Yeah. and yet what's that going to teach everybody? That's going to teach everybody to say angry stuff if you want to talk or if you want a reaction from us. Whereas we should be concentrating on the good people and just brushing that off and ignoring it. Or or kill them with kindness. That's what I do. With people like that, I kill them with kindness. We're starting to do that. And uh, people, they hate it even more. They'll try and come back to you again and you're like have a nice day do you know, yeah, yeah, like, you know from doing that we've actually got them as followers yeah so they follow our page now and yeah. they message us saying oh we were just playing like, we're yeah, just, yeah, yeah. We're just I like your video I like, yeah, yeah. Actually all right, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. so it does work out for a benefit but like my mate Paul Stansby he did uh, we put a thing up last week didn't we it was going to do um, a uh, troll it was called yeah. banter hour so a bit all, all trolls, trolls welcome, welcome. Yeah, and yeah. we went on there and no trolls came on no, no. they all no, scared no. Of, I think there was one and he tried it. he tried a few couple of things and because he just wasn't getting anywhere because Paul's Paul loves what he likes oh, the wine. Pure it's banter, funny, Paul. but um, yeah, he was 
He was going in, wasn't he? And then um, in the end, they just left. They we left, had none. gone. We, we had going, no Where chance. are you? We ended up turning it into some heartfelt conversation or something. We were just having a bit of a, a bit of a laugh, and then the followers was coming on from this side and his side, and it was like, oh, this is brilliant. Oh, you've made my night and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it ended up going in a positive way anyway. Yeah. The trolls didn't even come in because they thought there was no point in going on air. Yeah, yeah. We're just even going to get terrorized, or just they don't care. They're not going to pay attention. So I think they only was... like it though when when you're deep in a story and they like to come in. And I don't know whether they like to try and get a reaction out of, of course, people if they of, can see strength from somebody I yeah. think they like to burst the bubble but if you don't yeah. allow them to they, they normally just bugger off and go and bother somebody go and bother else, someone else so what yeah. is the I mean so obviously put it to put it into context people for listening I didn't know who you guys were two weeks ago you didn't know me right I started my TikTok account 10 days ago oh did you yeah I'm new to it I'm totally new I've had my my Facebook and uh, I've got quite a good following on my Facebook because I, I do my Facebook lives and all that yep. sort of stuff and I share my stuff and I've got quite a good little following from people that are in the property development space at a low level who are trying to get into business and I've got a little bit of a following there so when I started doing the podcast and had that idea I was like right I've got to be over every platform TikTok, YouTube everything mm-hmm. so I've, I haven't put a TikTok up there for ages and I thought you know what like a couple of weeks back if I'm going to do this seriously which like you said I like to do things properly I do things yeah. you know all, all or nothing so I was like, right, I'm going to start a TikTok. So I started a TikTok. Um, and then, yeah, I, I go on and add loads of people. You build your following up, you interact. And I did with you guys, and I see a couple of your videos. And I was like, what, well, relate to this guy? Because not many, like, in, in my arena, in property development and in that space, a lot of people talk shit. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, look at me, look at fucking... And put on this, like, you know fake image and I fucking hate it can't stand it and I fucking hate people like that so when I saw your your videos and what you talk about your anxiety your story you know the way you look because people judge you when they look at you straight away don't they but then I love that like you don't give a fuck like you are what you are you got your tattoos and that and I like that so I was like yeah I like these guys and then that's why I reached out to you guys and thought yeah let's get you on but what's what's your like now you're doing this together like on your social media what's the goal what's it for what's or are you just doing it because you want to do it? We is do, there is there an ultimate goal to it? Like, or are you just doing it because you like doing it? There's not really there's not really no ulterior motive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what, mean, I'm, that's uh, what I'm saying. Originally, I, I had a social media originally that was set up because I was putting out documentaries, not like just on the facts of my life, and I yeah. was doing it alone. Even though I had my missus at home, yeah. I was doing it alone. Yeah. So I completely disregarded everything to do with family yeah. and concentrated solely on that. Yeah. Um, and it ruined our relationship. And we, we ended up breaking really? up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I did put, a, like, like I said, everything's got to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, if I've got to do something, I'm going to do it. I don't care what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. If I'm, yeah. I'm going to... If Even if you London, go down in a ball of flames, yeah, you're going to yeah, fucking yeah. do it. I'm going to London. I'm going, I'm going for two days, like it will lump it. I've got to go and film this thing. Yeah. So I, I was filming doc- documentaries on my life. I was filming other people that have lost their kids to uh, knife crime. So I was travelling all over the place and I was never at home. Yeah. Um, um, that obviously caused a lot of mass effect at home, and you know we weren't getting on with each other. I didn't really care. Yeah, and you were doing your thing. Really caring. Yeah, yeah and then, then we... do you know what? What ended up happening was I ended up getting so sick of it. I thought, do you know what? And I had this opportunity. I was on this um, thing called Star Now, which is like where you can have like modelling. Because my my what happened was my dad died, and he'd always said about doing modelling. And when he died, it was almost like. I thought to myself, you my life is so short, yeah, and I can't keep living with this anxiety. Like, I need to just do get up things. and do something. And it's yeah. so weird. And he always said you look like you could yeah, be a Yeah, he always said it. And I always felt like I let him down because he always said, oh, you're tall, you can, you can definitely do it, you've got natural hair, like all these different things. And um, 
And then after he died, and then it just so happened that a couple of days later, this thing come through on my star now, say, inviting me down to London to go and have this modelling shoot thing done, um, free of charge, and like to have a portfolio and stuff. And then, and then I remember saying, right, I'm going to concentrate on myself. He I'm doing it. Yeah. Now. So I, so I said I was going to do it, and I said to him, I'm going to go and do it. And then he was like, oh, is that what you're going to do? Is it? And I said, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And at, at the time, I thought. Maybe I'll just drive down there and sit in the car. Because <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. But anyway, I went and then I went in and I, I did end up doing it. Like once I was in there, I thought, well, I can't back out now. Like yeah. this person's expecting me. So I, I had all these photos taken. And she I remember, looked beautiful as well. The pictures I didn't even were so think, good. Oh, I loved yeah. it. After I'd, after I'd had it done, a representation of how I felt, it, it didn't, I didn't look how I felt. Yeah. Like, look, looking, I looked like a really confident person and I... I think I've always struggled with thinking that I'm a lot bigger than what I am. And like seeing myself in the pictures, I thought I've had three kids. I've, I'm actually not looking too bad. Yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then I Give had, yourself a bit of credit. Yeah, and I seeing you, I didn't think that's how I looked because I don't see myself. Like, I don't ever no one, take pictures. No one does really, do no, they? No, and I thought, actually, I'm not as bad. And then, um, and then what happened was, I, so I started focusing on this whole modelling stuff. So then it was like... What ended up happening? I set up this Instagram. He obviously had an Instagram, and then it's become a competition. So I yeah. would say to him, "How many followers you got?" Many followers and now. he'd say to me, <laughs> yeah. "Well, I've got that many." And then when I overtook him, you could you could see that he the was anger. frustrated. Yeah, but it made gave me so much satisfaction. Competition. Yeah, and we ended up we actually ended up like we was against each other. Yeah. Completely against each other. We both had two different things, and we ended that. What it actually ended up breaking us up. We ended up breaking up. Really? And um, yeah, and then. So and that's then, mad that, 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 that social media thing has yep. caused that split yeah. up after yep. everything. Because what Crazy. I ask a lot of people, because uh, I meet a lot of people on social media, hence how I met you guys, do you think social media is good or bad? It depends it on the depends people, doesn't you it? Use it? And what well. you're using it for. Yeah. yeah, I'd like... If you're a consumer or a creator. Yeah. And I think that's got a big thing to do with being it. Being a creator... To- toxic for both. Yeah, it can, yeah, it can, it can be. be. But I think being a creator, you have to know... What your limits are. Yeah. So I was putting 24 hours a day, seven days a week into my social media. Yeah. I weren't paying attention to anything else other than my social media. Yeah. Uh, and I was working as well. Yeah. So there was no time at home. Mm. So then obviously she then obviously set hers up. Obviously she's going to have to put 100% into the modeling thing because you have to to get your work. Yeah. So we both was doing that. Then we broke up. So then we broke up. And then when we got back together, we got back together like a couple months later. So then when we got back together, it was kind of like, right, sit back. Yeah, what are we going to do what now? What are we going to do now? Like, yeah, yeah. like, obviously, I still want to do the stuff that I've been doing because it's beneficial to the community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not only just solely oh, because you're clouting. No, I don't really care about that. I'm doing stuff that I'm doing with the filming and stuff like that. It's for other people. It comes yeah. out of my own pocket. So what am I clouting for? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was like, right. We won't have a separate social media. We'll have one together. Yeah. So we deleted all. We so just, we deleted everything. Christmas Day, wasn't it? Did yeah. you? We had a row. Yeah. Chris, we got back together. Then we had an <laughs> argument. Christmas Day. What? Just gone. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas yeah, yeah. Day. And, and then we was like, right, it's gone. I, I just stood up. And I was like, I'm getting rid of it. I'm deleting it. Yeah. Gone. Mine was gone. gone. And he was like, well, I'll delete mine as well. So gone. So then it was gone. And then and we Boxing set this Day. Up Boxing Day. We didn't set we? TikTok up on Boxing Day. Yeah. So we've had TikTok for about two months. It's been yeah. the best um, thing we ever did. And we, yeah. And that's why we we come up with the name like Two's a Duo. Yeah. Yeah. Because we. We've always been a duo, even within our relationship. Yeah, obviously. even when you're apart. Yeah, we're yeah. a duo. Even yeah. when we was apart, like we, I, I still thought about her. Even if you know, go, like I'll, I'll admit, when we did break up, I did meet another bird, but I didn't want to meet another bird. I wanted my bird. Yeah. So it was like it was a really wrong decision to make, and like yeah, my yeah. heart and my head was always with her, and I don't never want to lose that. So, yeah. 
our relationship needs to be, we need to be together. Yeah. We've got our kids, we've got our family, we're fucking good together. Mm. We like the same things, we laugh and joke at the same things. We we are a, a two a duo. Good we're couple. a duo, yeah. yeah. So why why fuck that up? Like, yeah, what is yeah. the point in doing that? So yeah. all of our whole mindset now is into this what we're doing and where we've been going live with people we're making a big impact with other people's lives yeah we have people messaging us yeah uh we talk to people regular we uh, last week we went because there's a girl that's been missing for five years from worthing mm. we integrated and got in with her mum um we we went and supported her mum on the five-year uh, remembrance for her daughter that's been missing and we've been trying to call her in the background's been trying to help her get some some answers of where this girl might have gone or disappeared or what could have happened to her um and like this is what I mean. What we're trying to get out of it, we're not doing this for us. Like, we're doing it for other it's people. Really like, it's rewarding just... that you're just. But it's fulfilling for you guys. Yes. Like it's yeah. rewarding, and you say like, yeah, because I'm the same. I say oh, I'm do- what I'm doing. I'm doing it to inspire others, help others by you know giving them a platform to listen to other people's experiences that they might be able to relate to. Yeah. But I am doing it for myself in a sense because doing that makes me feel good. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah. We say that all the time, don't we? It makes it's so rewarding, and also. One of the things that we found... See, that is a lot of people would say that's... Because I would say that's a selfish thing because I'm only doing it, really, because it makes me feel good doing it in the back end. We, do you know we, what I'm trying it, to say? It might yeah. make you feel good. If it made you feel like shit, you wouldn't do it. No, of oh, course God, no. not. We have fun on our lives. That's we what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. People watch our lives and they're like, you two are fucking hilarious. Like, oh, we yeah, get yeah, that yeah. bit of time together now. We never used to before. Like, what we did wrong is we never made time for us together. Whereas now, we get the kids to bed, get them all settled. When they're asleep, then we either go downstairs and we have a couple of hours where we sit there and we go on a live. We have a laugh together, a laugh with other people and... And yeah, then we have our own time, other time, and we'll go on date nights once a month with each other and have yeah. some time to ourselves. Like last week, we was uh, we did the the Love Luxury uh, podcast. We went to Floyd Mayweather fight, and then the week before that, we was we was Chris Brown VIP. So we yeah. went and did that. So we we get time. I think the the important part of having a relationship and keeping the spark going when you've been together for so long is making time for yourselves. Yeah. Because otherwise it just does start, it starts to, to disappear and... It goes stagnant, doesn't it? it? And, that's, yeah. and that's what happened. Obviously, the, the social media didn't help towards that. Yeah. Because you, know, you were so wrapped up in so that. I was wrapped, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm the same. I'm, 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 I try my best to make time for Ali and the kids as much as possible. We like we do, like you say, we go out. We took a, to a spa the other week for a night. like, And we I try and do something like that once a month. You've got to, you? I did it for a long balance. time. Yeah, you've got to. Even if it is just one day out of a month, yeah. just yeah. Re, re, reconnect with each other. It's important, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what we do. And I, you know, and I, like I say, as a team, we're really, really good. And like we, you know, I've done. We've done songs together. We've done. Yeah, there was a, like a knife crime tune that she wrote for me. I sourced the track. Um, I put a bit, a bit of input in word in wise to it, and then yeah. went to the studio, recorded it, released it as a less blame tune for knife crime. Oh, so really? yeah, bang that out. Uh, there was another one called Problems that she wrote about my life from start to finish, yeah. all into like a three-minute song. Yeah, um, that was all done. That was released. Like, so she's put so much work into me mm. at the time that I was doing all that stuff. Yeah, I didn't put no work back into her. I just took all that work from her and then put all my work still into mine. Yeah, so it was just like all take, 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 take kind of yeah, stuff to yeah, get me yeah. where I want to be. Yeah, you know? like, ego. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it was an ego. Yeah, and because I'm getting recognised and stuff, people seeing you, people liking your stuff, and coming to your stuff, it goes to your head. It does, mate. It, it yeah, does. it does, 100%. Like, it goes to your head. So, you know, now we're doing this together. I want her to experience that. Yeah. So we experience it together, and it's not just little old me on my own. It's now us two as a couple. We've even got the so, kids involved as well. Yeah, kids so are involved as well. Our yeah. children. Are, yeah. How old are your kids? Uh, got... Three, eight, and... Well, I've got a few separate. Uh, have you? Uh, How many you got? I've got 
six, all in all. Yeah. Good relationships with them all? Yeah. Yeah, good. But that's another nice. thing. Um, that never used, it never used to be like that, did it? But no. now we've got it to a place where we get on, we, we, we see the kids regularly, but I get on with the mums as well, and like, uh, even yeah, to the point where good. I'll go around their house and have a coffee with them without him even being there. So like, yeah, yeah. But it never used to be like that. I just think that life in itself is such a learning curve, and I feel like now... That's nice in, that you've got that, because I rarely hear yeah. of that happening where like, exactly, the new partner gets on with the old ones and it's all... all Right, you yeah, know but what I mean? never, it didn't used to be that way, no. did it? We was the same. We we had a lot of conflict, and in in our whole entire relationship, there's been so many areas of things being so wrong, and yet now we're at that place where it couldn't be better if it tried. Like it is, it is almost perfect. So it's like now we're trying to offer that support and help to other people to show them that you can, it, despite all of the stuff that we've been through, we have managed to get it to like a good place. Yeah. Obviously there's still hiccups, like everybody has no, their yeah. rows. And... You it's a constant evolving process, I think. Yeah. Personal development. I oh, think good, yeah. you're constantly making changes and evolving, adapting all the time as you grow older, aren't you? We work yeah. together and we work together with it. And I think, you know, so like, I've done a lot, a lot of youth work alongside all of this. So that put, put me out of the house quite a lot as well, didn't it? And then obviously COVID come in. That's been a big part of your recovery though, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Massive, yeah. Like the drugs work and the youth work has been like, that. that's what I've done for the seven years I've been clean. Like yeah. a sense of purpose. Yeah, so that's all I've yeah. known. Teaching so, from experience. Yeah, life Putting experience. Putting the bad into yeah. the good. Doing yeah. talks in schools to do, on gangs and knife crime and county lines and, you know, mm. stuff because county lines was my job. Yeah. So it's like, I was, I'm just giving young people the experience from somebody that's been through it. Yeah. Someone that served time in jail. Yeah. Um, and I go and put that experience to other people. And, and, I, and I did that with a youth project. I've done that within the drug and alcohol field. I've worked my way up the ladder there. Do you ever get any, have you got any stick from being the way you are from your old peers or people you used to hang around with? Nah, I was huh? worried about it at first. Yeah. Because, like, you know, if you go You're exposing things, aren't you? Well, you to be me? fair, no. No? I'm not. I don't, no. I don't expose stuff. I talk, I, I, the way, the, how I talk to them is how to get out of it. Not how to get into it. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, some different little bits I'll expose, like how yeah. you can be groomed into it yeah, very yeah, easily yeah. without you realising. Yeah, that's just, that's raising awareness. Yeah, yeah, just raising the awareness. I'm not giving any tricks of the trade away. Yeah. I'm not in it for that. Like, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to do, if you're in gangs and you want to do, do this that. and yourself, you do that. that's your thing. Like yeah. I used to do it, I can't say nothing. Yeah. But, when you're when you're when I've worked so closely with kids and you see the dangers that are coming these kids' ways, I don't agree with it. Yeah. Even though I used to be that person, I'm not that person anymore. So yeah. now my eyes and my ears, everything's open now to the fact of like, wow, like yeah. these kids can't go through that. Like it's quite yeah. dangerous for them to get involved in it. So you need to you need to give them that experience of this is why you shouldn't. Yeah. Like you're not gonna be a millionaire. You're yeah. not gonna be driving around in your Range Rover in the next month or so. Yeah, Just look yeah, at yeah. these people in videos, they're fucking rentals. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Half most yeah, of them are yeah. lying. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. don't get don't get sidetracked with it. Yeah. So that job ended and then me and me and Carla was like, you know, we, I'm set on my own project. Yeah. Like this is the this is the work I want to do. This is the work I was good at. This is I was in newspapers for it. I was like this is the, the stuff that I can do. Yeah. So Carla sat down, she Play to your strengths at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so for the last like we did set up the project, obviously that went on a back burner because my social media other stuff came first. Again, I dropped priorities. But um we started rewrapped it all up, didn't we? And over the last few days, um 
we've managed to sit down and we've worked together and we've managed to get this website up and running and we've put it from like there, there's so many sections to it from home to about to, to the prices what we do to podcast the documentaries yeah. it's all on that website so anything that you need or anything that you want to know or anything that you want covered I'm the guy. Yeah. You can just contact us via the email that's linked into the to the website address. Yeah, yeah. Click it in. Tell me what it is. The price list there. You already know how much it People costs. People can book you. And off and I go. That's good. Yeah. So, but obviously, so that's your that's your thing now. That is your new thing that you've set up, and now you're putting your work into that. Work's yeah? going into that. Just because I do the drug and alcohol. Yeah. But my my contract's end, ended and it finishes on the 31st of May. Okay. So if I don't manage to pull into another job, which it won't be quite difficult because I've got experience with the jobs and I have applied for another job, but I'm not there's no 100% I'm going to get it. Yeah. But you know, even if that was the case, you know, I've got this project. This project is what we want to do, like, together. We want this project to get up, get running, get funding going in there because there's no project like it in my area. So we're filling a gap. Yeah. yeah, you've got a youth club, but that youth club's not like something dead. that's working around the clock. Yeah, Who there's uses there. youth clubs anymore? What, 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 uh, what youth workers have they got that are going around our area to actually do individual one-to-one mentoring work with these kids? Who have actually no got one. lived experience. Yeah, yeah, no one. Who can get these kids into diversionary activities that the kids seem to think that there's nothing out there, but you get someone like me on it, yeah. there is something out there because I'm going to find it for you. Yeah. You know? I think it's yeah, also yeah. about having that, like you always say, about a whole holistic approach. It's about having... Because like you've said plenty of times, if a youth's having a difficult time, sometimes you can try and help that youth, but all of the external things going on around that youth, like the parents might have difficulties. So it's good to have a bit of knowledge about different things. In and the understand what it, yeah. what's contributing factors to that yeah. young person's yeah. problem. And then help the parents and the family as well. Yeah. Obviously, you might not have, have the funding to actually do one-to-one work with them, but you can signpost them to all the different places that you know that they could find and get some support from. So. Yeah, yeah. And bearing in mind, you're a service. Who's going to listen to individuals? Nobody. But as soon as a service starts banging in emails to places, they start getting responses. Yeah. They don't get a response for just average Joes like us without a business. Yeah. Because you're yeah. just someone off the street. If yeah. you go into a council and say you're homeless, they put you, they give you a slip, you've got to wait for 16 hours. Yeah. And then they tell you you're not a priority. Exactly. But then you get a service like myself or a service like other services that are out there that are working with you so that can send an email to professionals. Who are going to listen. your business. Exactly. Yeah. So they're going to listen. So how the motto is a happy home is a happy child didn't it so if you're going to have a happy house you can work with that kid then because if you're working with that kid on a one to one and you're mentoring that kid and they're going back to that environment your work that you've just done for that hour hour and a half has completely gone down the drain they've just gone back into it again so now it's going to go back round to next week and you're going to come through the same stuff the same stuff he's going to say when you could try and resolve that so people like so a parent could go on your website and and get you to come and like do one-to-one mentoring with their kid with them present or how does it work give me a little bit of an overview of what it actually is so basically because the project is just there at the moment there's a price list there um and not everybody's got a load of money yeah yeah. so to work with a young person for like minimum of four four weeks is 180 pound and that's 90 minutes a week Mm. yeah and it sounds a lot of money but we've really for like not really, I wouldn't say so. It, to some families, that would be like, oh, £180, like, yeah. how can we afford that? We're on universal credit. Well, yeah, this is where okay. they understandably, right? But once I've changed my company over to CIC, 
that you can start applying for funding streams. Uh, so yeah. the minute that you apply for the funding streams, we've just done the CIC form, we've yeah. just got to scan it over, I'll pay the fee that it costs companies house and all that. Once we've done that, then I can apply for funding streams. The minute that I can apply for funding streams, getting referrals in for parents, I can work with you these can help parents without out. even having them to pay because yeah. I've got the money in the bank. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any difference. Because yeah. at first, when I'm working there, first of all, I won't even be having a wage because you've got to build that up. Yeah, of course. Like so, any business. Exactly. So there's not going to be no much wage there. So what money comes in will go straight back out on that kid or this kid or that kid or he wants to go to the gym for three months. Right, that's going to go dead. Oh, mate, you know? I love the sound so of this. So that's, that's the plan. So, you know, fingers crossed it'll go that way. I've just got, we've just got to put 100 percent into it um and we'll take it from there so yeah hopefully love it mate i like really do like the sound of that you need obviously you've been thinking about your marketing and videos and all that stuff you know what you got to do with all that you need to be massive online with your videos and shit listen the, the reason why i put the the reason why the podcasts and the documentaries that i've done i've put on that website is because people always want to know the person that they're dealing the backstory with. yeah why are you credible exactly yeah. yeah 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 they will see why so i've done the bio on there so there's a bio on there that basically is like a brief bio that says where i was born how old i am this is the kind of life that i went through as a child this is what i've done now expertise and this is where i am now yeah so the whole point of setting up the project that i've set up it's about showing young people that like there is a light at the end of the tunnel yeah. you can achieve things if you put your mind to it and i'm a fine one to fucking show you that yeah you yeah know? you might have what's the project called project youth Project Youth, nice. Yeah. So when you put it into Google, it's projectyouth.co.uk. So okay. That, that it will come up with that project. It's live there now. There's just like, I've left it there live. I've still got to put the privacy policy and the safeguard policy on there, but I can do that on my laptop at home. It don't take me five minutes. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I've put it there now just so people can look and you can see it. Yeah. Um, and the email address is all live, ready to go. Um, I've got to apply for some funding in three weeks' time from the Crime Commission's office for five grand. Mm. I've been speaking to the PA at the Crime Commission's office because I, I want to get some bleak kits and stuff put up um, in the area. I've got one currently that me and my missus are trying to get these up. Um, the Crime Commissioner, I'm going to put for two and a half grand for more... Uh, bleed control kits and then two and a half thousand pounds for activities for kids to go into a gym and stuff so yeah. that'll be the five grand that'll go straight into Project Youth mm. and I'll be running it out of that mm. because all this stuff that I'm doing in the community is going to be run mm. out of Project Youth yeah. the thing is the differences between my projects and other people's projects they're only running stuff that's to do with youth out of their youth projects I'm yeah. not I'm running stuff to do with families I'm running people that have lost somebody yeah, I'm doing bleed to... kits out of this yeah, one I'm filming yeah. documentaries this one my podcast is also going on there yeah. so I offer so much stuff but we offer so much stuff mm. as co and founder of the project. Mm. There's so much that you can get from that one website. Yeah. And there'll be so many resources that I've got so many things to keep adding to it. You yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. it's just having the time to keep adding stuff, but the resources will be there. Any parents and stuff that might have any worries and stuff about their children, there'll be so many resources. They'll just click on that button, it'll, it'll all come up. Mm. And then they can contact the email and I'll reply. Boom. So it's, yeah. Really like that. That yeah. sounds like a brilliant idea, mate. Yeah. Good luck with Entrepreneur. That. Yeah. <laughs> See? No, that's that, <laughs> mate. Yeah, I, mate. I didn't even know that. You just told me I've learned something new about you, and I've, I really like that. Entrepreneur. No, well, you are, isn't it? You've, you've, you, no, you are. There's no, no two ways about it. Definitely. The thing is, if you don't take the risk, you're never going to know. Yeah. Um, and I did take the risk, like I say, last year I took the risk. I quit my job and everything. I was like, I said to you, you, know, you, you said, like, well, we got, we're just going to have to put everything into this. Yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes so like, you, if you, you just have to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah I agree. I'm, quite with that. I'm very impulsive as well. So I'm probably I'm, not I'm, the best. If person. I think I've got to do it, I'm. 
Do it. Yeah, oh, I said I did say to him, like, just quit, quit the job. And he said, no, no, I can't. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> like she was in my ear, do it, do it, do it, just do it. All I kept hearing was do it, do it, do it, and I was just like, fuck. Yeah, but then you did. He did. He quit the job, but then you didn't. Then you was more focused on doing bits of acting and supporting. Yeah, because I was like, doing acting. Was you? Yeah, yeah, stuff that was costing money to go and like. Yeah, to get yourself places. I was yeah. the same. I was into my music back in the day, like MCing and that. And I used to, as much as in my head I thought I was successful, I was getting bookings. I was paying for myself to go most of these places and yeah. buying hotels for the night and blah, 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 blah. It all adds up, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you're now. I'm doing bits. And then you're thinking, shit, it actually costs me yeah. more than I'm actually making. One day, Ego again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Chelsea for one day. It ended up costing 160 Yeah, quid. because he forgot the Dartford charge. <laughs> he forgot the, um, he ended up getting a parking ticket. Parking <laughs> <as well. laughs> yeah, Down the congestion. Fucking yeah, yeah. I swear, and I, that whole one day, the wages that I would have earned for filming that day, because I was doing background work on Made in Chelsea, so the money that I would have got on that day literally went gone. Another thing gone. that he did was one of the documentaries that he made. He did the same thing again with the Dartford. I think he did oh. actually phone me and say to me, "Can you make sure you pay the Dartford charge?" And I think I ended up getting the kids to bed. Completely forgot. Yeah. It ended up being a one thousand two hundred pound bill with the bailiffs turning up. Shit. Yeah, and had to pay it. You just reminded me. I've got a fucking ULES charge. I've got to pay that. Yeah, I didn't pay a few forget. weeks ago. Don't I've got to fucking they do it. Get sued. They, they, they do come. No, I know they do. They can't. Yeah, they they um, bailiff it up. They do, don't they? Yeah. So you know, so there's yeah. Things are moving forward nicely. Positively, as a team. Yeah, 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 as a team now. This is what I say to people now. We feel like we come together. After 10 years, though, bear in mind, we we try to be a bit of a learning curve because we didn't just meet each other and then we're like, this fantastic. Listen, me and my missus is exactly the same. We've we've been together 11 years, married for 10. We got married a year after we met and the first five years were fucking hard. Like, I was still an addict. I was still having really bad problems. And like you were putting so much effort into him, yeah. it was the same with Ali and me. She oh. put so much into me, and I was just take, 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 take. Yeah. And then it really, until it got to crunch point for us, which is similar to you, it's like, what do you really want out of life? Yeah. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Like, and I, that wasn't the life I wanted. Yeah. And I, and if you think about but it. But had she not stuck by you, mate, you'd have just been fucking. I'd have probably still cracked on me. That's what I mean. Yeah. Probably still would have cracked on. It probably it might have got to a point where I'd have probably stopped because I did actually have enough before she'd even like her to knock on my window. Yeah, yeah, so I'd already had enough. It was just I didn't have an opportunity to get out a of it. A reason, a yeah. purpose. Well, it won't. No, we weren't even that. I was homeless. If I would have had somewhere of my own to stay, I would have done it. Yeah, but I didn't have anywhere. To, I didn't have anyone giving me that opportunity. And obviously, the only place that I wanted to be was at home. Yeah, where I'd had a home for the last few years. Like I've got kids and stuff. That's where I should be. I shouldn't be sat in this house in with here, a chicken yeah. picker, yeah. Like, like tickling my nose with her hair. Like, <laughs> that's not where. That's not where I planned on being. Yeah, well, I didn't see that coming from. From, uh, from how my life had turned out so yeah. it was uh, so yeah I think that day that she come and not well, not her herself but um, a lady come and knocked on the window and uh, that was that was the calling card for me that was yeah. God's God's gift I think God's gift you are God's gift oh thanks <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'll ask this to you individually so if there's Carla what would you if there's anyone out there listening that are in similar positions to what you are in or have been in or was in should I yeah. say what bit of advice would you give to someone? Um, definitely try and surround yourself with. Oh, so I closed myself off, which is probably one of the worst. Isolated things yourself. Yeah, completely isolated myself. I thought that I could fix everything with a magic wand. So, yeah, I think I think for anyone that was in my sort of position, just take a step back and maybe try and get some support for yourself. 
because um, nobody really can change anybody, I don't think. Yeah. But at the same time, oh, that's such a hard one because I feel like... No, of all you said, I think it's right because nobody can change anyone. Like that no. individual's got to be willing and want to change themselves. Yeah, and in the end, the, I think the only reason that you did end up having enough in that during that period of time is because I just, it, obviously things went wrong and rather than me keep trying to save, in the end it was like, just go and get it all out of your system. Yeah. And then I'll still be here for you when you're ready to get it out of your system, which I think is sometimes all you can do. Obviously during that time, maybe offer a bit of support and see if that person's ready yet. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, make sure you look after yourself as well and don't bottle everything up um, and, yeah, try and access as much support as you can. Mm. What about you, Carl? What exactly advice would you give a younger Exactly person? the same. Like, the difference, like, this day and age, nobody, this day and age, but back in the day, nobody spoke. No one spoke out. No one asked for help. No yeah, one asked yeah. for support. Yeah. But now as time's gone on, we're in that era now where people are starting to ask for help. A lot help. more open. A lot of people are now phoning up the doctors saying that they're not feeling well, they're mentally ill, we might need some depressants. Yeah. Even kids are starting to do it. Yeah. So that that is a benefit now. Do you not think thing. that it's gone a bit too far, though, and the people are, there's a lot of people out there that use it as an excuse? I do think so. I, I think, think there is. I think a lot yeah. of people get this... this idea in their head that you could go to the doctors you can have say you can get prescribed some medication and that will fix everything but you have to do so much work and you really and i think a lot of us get stuck in a set way of something but actually you really need to open up and start to try and try and do things differently see things you've really got to help yourself like you've you've got to learn different methods and work on nobody can fix you you've kind of got to Take that crutch, say, from the medication, but really knuckle down and work on yourself. Yeah, 100%. It's about, you've got to find out what the actual issue is. Yeah. So yeah, what are out, you working on? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is the issue? So, yeah. right, you can pinpoint what that issue is. Right, let's find a source of service that can help me with that issue. What's the solution? So, the solution. So then you've got this medication. Mm. You can take this medication to keep you on that balance, yeah. and it's there as a safety net whilst the, you're talking about it. Then there's the aftercare, though, isn't there? There's, yeah. the, there's the time after. You've got the medication. You're doing this. You're doing that. Then it's the, the looking is, after yourself afterwards. Yeah. This it? is another reason why we feel like the TikTok's a really good thing, because... A lot of the time you, you might want to hear somebody that's done been in a similar position as yourself and then what ways they've worked around it. But then say you heard somebody and you thought, oh, no, no, that don't sound like something I could do. There could be another person where you hear their story and you think they've had a different way out yeah. of it. So then you can hear them. So the more people, that's why, like we've always said, social media can be so negative but can also be so positive. Yeah. So it depends how you're taking it yeah. in and what you're looking at and what you're consuming. We, yeah, we can be sat on lives and someone could come out with something and they really need some help. And even if we don't know what they're talking about, we'll some one of us will be sat back while the other one's still talking and it will be on Google. Oh, yeah, where yeah. is it you say you're from? Oh, what, oh, let's say Norwich, for example. Oh, what, you're from Norwich? Oh, okay. I'll see what's so in the area. Like, yeah. We yeah. sit back and, and like, right, we've, just, we've just messaged you a link. Co- co- go onto that link and see what they can do. Yeah. So like, that's, that's the stuff that we're doing for people. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. It, at least people, because this is where you've got to take a lot out of people actually reaching out. And not only are they reaching out and they're not doing it privately, they're doing it on a platform in front of probably 200 people that are on our lives watching yeah. and they're saying they're struggling. Yeah. It takes a lot for somebody to do that. Yeah, because yeah, that is a public forum, essentially. Massive. Even you're behind the keyboard yeah you're still massive you your know. name's still there yeah. you still go on your profile and we can still see, see pictures your face. of you doing TikTok videos and stuff so we know who you are yeah yeah you yeah know, some of them might be like unknown and stuff like that but yeah. there's still quite a lot of people that are coming on and they're saying this they're saying that they're struggling they're saying, yeah. we get, we've been having it for the last couple of days we have so many people that come on yeah. because 
we talk about this stuff like we're talking about today regularly. Yeah. Uh, like if she's been on down, like, you know, the anxiety video that she did. Yeah. Uh, and then a it couple was the other way around. Like... Yeah. People was then supporting her. Oh, lovely. You're doing well. Like you're great mum. Like, so then they're putting the comments into Carla now. Like it's the, we're, we've been doing it to them on life. Yeah. So it's beneficial. It's, it's a beneficial thing. So the only thing that I can say is reach out, get the support, find out what your problem is, yeah. balance yourself, yeah. keep it as maintenance, so yeah. maintain yourself. Yeah. And then once you've gone past that element of where you've now begin to sort your your, your issue out, yeah. then you can start slowly reducing off your medication because you won't really need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So this, this the thing is when you take medication, medication's there as you think it's a blocker. Now you're on that medication, you're not going to have to think about that no more. No, it's there. It's not supposed to be there as a full-time thing. Yeah. Depending off if you have serious mental health problems. Yeah, it depends yeah. where, yeah, yeah Exactly. Yeah, like if you've got bipolar, you're probably going to be on medication for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you've got like depression because of something that might have happened in your past. Trauma. Trauma, etc. These traumas can be dealt with. Yeah. PTS and PTSD, they're all limited to different things. PTSD is something that ends up in a disorder because it's something that happened a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Post-traumatic stress is something that's recent. Yeah. So deal with the stuff that's happened a long time ago and then deal with the recent. Yeah. Because then you'll notice you, you'll start, you'll be able to mellow yourself out from that because and it works in the timeline go back to the first that's all I did I had to go back when I wanted to get better so to say I had to go back and unbox things that I didn't want to fucking address and I didn't really want to talk about but I knew that was the root cause of why I was now experiencing these things 20 25 years later do you know what I mean yeah and that takes you've got to be brave to do that that's horrible like you say, you bottle, you bottle it all up, but that's to protect yourself because you know that once you start going deep into it, you're going to bring all this stuff up that's going to going to make you probably cry, make you emotional. You know, it might make you angry. It's going to bring all these feelings up that sometimes you think it's easy to just shut it all off. But it's, it's not, is not. it? No, because it will eventually come out, but it might just eat away. I think away it's at harder you. to keep it all boxed up for oh, a period yeah. of time, isn't it? Eventually, it just explodes. And living like whereas- it. It's like shaking a bottle of coke, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. The minute you undo it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This yeah. is where yeah. drugs come into it. Yeah, and this is why I say, like you, you know, like addictive personalities, you've got all this and stuff, bum 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 bum, but you find that one thing that you can crutch on that stops it's you. Not your personality that gets addicted to that. It's because of all that shit you've been through. Yeah. Now you're not thinking about it anymore. Yeah. So you want the escape. You're reaching yeah. for that escape, but and then it, it comes back. It comes back the minute that you stop. You have part of your brain hippocampus if anyone wants to know what it is you have a part of your brain it's like a filing cabinet mm. and that will file all your memories alright so the minute that you stop taking drugs to block out the memories all of the memories start coming flooding back to the beginning yeah. hence the reason why most people relapse off of that yeah they don't want to think about it anymore yeah 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 so this is where then obviously the support services come into play this is why I'm saying the support services are really important you don't have to have a drug problem for this yeah. people can be going through these mental health issues or these traumas without having a drug problem or an alcohol problem yeah but taking a note from that and of these memories that pop up write them memories down so you don't forget which one that is because then when you go and get support from someone you can name exactly what they are yeah then you can look at that problem and you can try and resolve it yeah 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 i like it mate honestly i think you've actually surprised me today have i really you have yeah, yeah no you have because i watched a few of your videos before you come down obviously didn't know like about the youth project thing you're doing and i just think that's amazing mate i'd love to do something like that myself um, aside from, you know, my business stuff that I do, I'd really love to help other apprentices and th- like younger people get into, yeah. get them to college, get them doing yeah. something, get them away from the streets, away from that bullshit that doesn't give you nothing back. Nope. All it does is, all it does is rape you. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all it ever done to me and it's all it's ever done to people that I know. Yeah. So like, I help my little brother, like he's, you know, my half brother, step brother, whatever you want to call it. 
uh, he was living in a hitch in a few, couple of years ago now and he was getting involved with the wrong sorts of people, getting bullied by older guys that were like... That, uh, Where's Hitchin? Hitchin in Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire, yeah. yeah. I did a talk in a college up there. Did you? Hitchin, Hitchin College campus. Yeah, that's where he, he, got, he got kicked out. He lives up here now. But. Yeah, I've got a doc- documentary on YouTube, a trailer. I Have did you? a talk there at that, that college. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet. Well, he was there and he was getting involved with wrong people. He was doing bits for older kids, older boys, as you do. Um, and he, they dragged him into a crack house one day and threatened to st- stab him and his mate with two heroin needles. Wow. And he was only 15 at the time. And I was like, when he told me about this happening, I was like, mate, I need to get you out of there. I was like, because if you stay there, and he's not a leader, he's a nice boy, but he's easily led. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He ain't a leader. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, I need to get you out of that. Come over here. Come and live with me. I'll get you in college. Get you in your brickland. And he's he's working for me now. Got Aww. got his own little caravan. Giving him that he's away from the drugs. He's away from them bad people that were dragging him down and putting him yeah. in them situations. And he will be a really good, successful young man. Aww, do you know what I mean? Nice to hear good. That. I had to do that for him because there was no way that I was going to see him go down the path that I did, yeah. or even a worse path than I did. Do you know what I mean? Like, and sometimes all them young people need is just that one person. That's all he just wanted. You know what I mean, and like he, his mum's got other kids, and like she, she weren't able to put her full focus onto him because he was like fifteen. She's got two young, three younger kids, so it was like I had to do that for him. I was like, look, I'm going to do this for you. You are going to fucking accept my offer because at first he didn't. He was like, oh, I don't want to leave my mates. I'm like, mate, fuck, not, they're not going to be your friends in ten years, yeah. five years, two years even. Do you know what I mean? And, and look, he's been down here eighteen months now, and not one of them friends has even fucking phoned him. See how he is, oh, yeah. but that's what it's like. You know that I know that. You know you grow you up. Don't know you... that when you're young. No, you, you know. don't. But if you did, fuck me. How much easier would think oh, decision yeah. making yeah, yeah, be? Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't feel this allegiance to certain people because no, you know really they're going to not be there in twelve months time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But now he's been here for nearly two years, and he sat back and we had a conversation on it last week, and he was like, oh, "I'm so glad I listened to you." And oh. I was like, "Mate, I'm glad you fucking listened to me as well," because yeah. he didn't at first, and that's what makes me feel good is that. You know, in 20, 30, 40 years' time, he'll look back and be like, you know what, my brother saved my life. Yeah, I didn't nice. have to do it. I could have just let him crack on making mistakes like I did. Do you know what I mean? No one pulled me out of the shit. I pulled myself out of it. Well, our parents, my parents used to be like, well, you know, you'll learn. Yeah. You go out there, you make them mistakes, you yeah. fucking learn. You'll learn. So just leave you to it. But, yeah. made, but I didn't want to learn by their mistakes. Some of them I made. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, exactly. Their mistakes nearly got me killed. Yeah. So it's just like if you can save somebody from that, yeah. Because yeah. like you, what you've done for your brother, you've literally you have saved his life. Yeah, that could have been ten times worse. Mate, that could have happened. That could have ended in many different ways. And the sort of shit that he was getting up to, that was only going to end a couple of ways. Do you know Prison, what I mean? Prison, or severely hurt. coffin, hospital, whatever. It was going to be one of them things, or he's yeah. going to end up with a filthy habit one day. Yeah. And he ain't that sort of kid. He, sm- he smokes a couple of joints and that, but I, yeah. I don't give a shit about that. As long as he's getting up every morning, he's going to graft. He's he's eighteen, nearly nineteen. Do you know what I mean? I weren't doing that. Saved his life. Exactly. (laughs) But that's why I did it. Do you know what I mean? Because I was looking at him, thinking, you know what? I can see so much of myself and the start of that road happening right now. Like I I weren't really a follower at his age. I was more of a leader. But taking that out of it, like I was, he was getting in the situations that I was in. And I could see where it'd go. For someone like him who was easily impressionable, I could see that it was only going a couple of ways for him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I was I was headstrong enough to pull myself out of it, get make my own decisions to get away from yeah. people and cut myself off. He weren't doing he weren't able to do that. No. Do you know what I mean? So I think, you know, did you find that easy to do? Cut yourself off from people? Uh no. No. 
It weren't that easy. It, like even as a teenager to an adult, I've yeah. been through it twice. Yeah. So I've done it when the drugs thing. Yeah, yeah. We had to, I had to do that, didn't I? And yeah. then I had to do it young as well. Yeah. But at the point of being young, I was in and out of jail all the time. Yeah. So like eight and a half years of my life, I was in and out of jail. Yeah. So you go in, you come out, you just jump back. Things change. You come out, things change. This person's dead, or he's something's happened, or he's just been shot. Yeah. So like that's happened. This yeah, has happened. Yeah. You never had fucking nah. so stability. Nah, did no you? stability whatsoever. But family, there yeah. was no family, even though they was fucking wankers. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was like you don't find that out until the end. Like obviously, if he, if he'd have stayed in that, he would have found out in the end. Yeah, like, exactly. It's too late. Then, it's too late exactly, by that yeah. time. You know? Luckily, I had the uh, the foresight to see the situation. That's that he was in. Been for it yourself, exactly, so. and I tried telling him that at the start. I was like, "Listen, mate, I was, I'm not trying to be patronising, but fucking listen to me. Here. Yeah. I've been there not so long ago. I'm not an old man. I'm only fucking mid thirties. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, no, I've no. literally just come out the other end of it myself. So fucking listen to me. Yeah. And he did. You know, so I'm glad he did. But so. What's next for you guys? What's what, the next 12 months? We, when we come back and do this again... What, oh, what, we're coming back? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. This is what oh. I say to everyone. In, in, it, this is just the infancy for me of starting all this. Yeah. So everyone that I'm getting on now, I'd love to revisit with you again in 12 months' time and see where you've been and what uh, you've been doing. It'll be too big for us by then. Nah, not at all. <laughs> oh, Listen, I hope you are, mate. Do you know what I mean? With everything that you've got going on, you never know what's going to happen. And I think by the sounds of it, the stuff that you're doing and you want to do and you're aspiring to do is massive. Like, it's probably bigger than anything I'm doing, building houses and all that shit. Like, nah, definitely. Listen, each each to their own of whatever whatever any individual is doing is big to them. We'd yeah, love yeah. to be able to build a house. Yeah, right. I, I, honestly, it ain't all this cracked but up to it's, be. Like, listen, everybody always has something, oh, I wish that I was being able to do that, but I've, I can only do this and I can do that. Listen, each individual is different to the next. Yeah. Whatever your achievements are to whatever their achievements are, their achievements to you and their achievements to us. Mm. So not everybody has them safe achievements. It's all relative to you, yeah, isn't it? They, they, yeah. So, what? How we're doing it? We. It's not. I want my. I want the project. Our yeah. project, and I want it to be. I want it to flourish, and I want it to go really far, mm. and I want it to. You want to change people's I lives. I want to help. I want to help a lot of kids. Yeah. Um. And obviously the the things like for. My, my admin hair. Coming to all my meetings with me and yeah, like yeah. selling points. I to called the my wife my PA the other week in front of someone and she went absolutely mad. She's it. actually called herself my bloody PA. Yeah, she, anyway, no, no, so. she has as well. And I've and I, I done it out of jest. I said, oh, no, my PA. She fucking looked at me. She's like, I'm not your fucking PA. <laughs> yeah, then you turn around and say, but you said that the other thing. No, I fucking didn't. She said it to me last week. She said, no, I fucking didn't. I'm like, you fucking did. It's all right if we refer to ourselves as it is. Yeah, but not in public. You just have to go, my. Better. Then, I now call it my better say. half. Yeah. My better oh, half. But no, but obviously going into meetings with each other, you know, selling selling the project, so standing there, business strategy, marketing strategy. What, why does your what's your better about your company to that that that, that company? Yeah, we yeah. can stand there and go. There you go. This is what that company is. Yeah. Um, and we can do it as a duo. Like like I say, anything that comes about for us now, and I've been saying it to everybody, even with other podcasts that I do. I mean, admittedly, when we went to the Knightsbridge one, uh, the Knightsbridge one wasn't set up for uh, double podcasting so okay. um, I was confused and that I thought it was for the both of us but she like she wanted me and she didn't have that much but when they have got that part where they do do couples we're going back yeah um, so it's I've, it's not Cole Scott on his own anymore like I, I've, I've been and done all that I've done my other big podcasts on my own and I've done this and I've done that now she's coming with me yeah so it's like as much as I've got a story so is she yeah yeah and like behind that's the other side of yours isn't it yeah, really? yeah exactly she's been through quite a lot with me yeah, yeah I might have all that stuff that I can talk about that's a selling point for people that want to watch podcasts of the gangs the crimes the knife crime the gang and want to learn crime, and the, wanna... the prison life 
A lot of people thrive off listening to stories like that, but there's more to a backstory that's behind it. And yeah. you know what it is as well? It's always like, always, always just, this is one of my biggest problems in the whole time when everything was going on with us is that there's so much support out there for the person that's got the Experience in it, yeah, not the for fam- the person that's helping yeah, them the, deal with not it. Not the family members. There was yeah. nothing. And it was such a lonely, pl- it was a really, really lonely place in it. In it. Because no one else can understand how you're feeling. No, no one really no, probably cares. No, whereas if you'd have put me with a load of other partners in a room together, and or not necessarily just partners, people, you know, you could have a mum and a son where the son's got an addiction and the mum's having to go through it, but mm. there's nothing for that. And that was one of the reasons as well why we set up the social media, wasn't it? Because it's, yeah. you've That's kind of really got, got good, both is, sides. Is there nothing out there? for? There wasn't, like, no. no. So Such a good one I thing, don't know if there is in different areas. What we're looking at offering now, which I know no one's doing... Mm is so I'm a qualified drugs worker qualified yeah, yeah. right and obviously she is personally qualified in herself for being what she's been through with me yeah, yeah. not only my, with myself Lived but her, experience. Own, her own mental health issues as well yeah. so we where we have so many people coming on our page I've printed I've got loads of work packs that I've put together myself I've done this I've done I've been in the game for a long time yeah. we've put it out on offer now because we have so many people that come on that have been struggling to get off drugs or alcohol mm. or they'll message and they're like oh if I'm watching your video or listening to you on live I'm now four days clean mm. like I want to do live one-to-one support sessions for 20 minutes with my viewers that are coming on if they if they're comfortable with doing so. Yeah. So if you're comfortable, you don't even have to show your face. Yeah. You can come on. I'll do a session with you. Just make sure you've got a pen, a pen and bit of paper. Yeah. I'll have the paperwork in front of me. We'll read off some relapse, relapse prevention, so coping strategies, stress strategies, triggers, cravings. I'll do all that on live see with you. See what's in their area as see well. See what's in their area. Then for the support, then Carla can come in. She can, she helps with that bit and that. No one's doing that on TikTok. Mm. No one. I'll be doing it. We'll be doing it. Mm. We'll be covering loads of different stuff on TikTok that no one's even doing. Mm. And we're not doing that for us. We're doing that for them. I'm just sitting there at my own time, mm. sitting there. I do this for a day job. So if I'm trying to get something out of it, I've, I've just done six hours of it at work where I've probably paid. had three. Paid. Yeah. So now I'm coming at home where I should be like winding Chill down in. now, chilling. But you're I'm not. My dinner. I'm not. Then I'm going on a live at half yeah, past eight. Yeah, yeah. Gonna be helping, we're going to be helping and supporting other people. This is another reason why we want to set up the project because then if he sets up the project, <coughs> obviously his contract ends with that in, well, two months May, now. Yeah, maybe yeah, so. So then if we have the project with all the youth, he can go and do that, all of that sort of stuff in the day and then he can still have that link with all the drug and alcohol stuff that... He can do a lot of a. I think that's a good idea. I think even if you were to go down the route of having maybe like another branch of your website, I've been thinking about as we've been sitting here talking and having like a subscription. Entrepreneur in you now. Yeah, no, like a subscription part of it where people can pay you like I don't know five ninety nine a month, and they and you can have like bonus content for them to site no one like this content wouldn't be available anywhere else on the internet. It'd only be on your subscription site. They have to pay five ninety nine a month for. But you could do modules. You could do like you could be filming yourself, and you could be like, "This is my 30, 30 step system to the road to recovery." Then you could film thirty videos on like the start of how you're feeling right at the start when you want to get off drugs, yeah. right yeah. to the end, and that could be like an hour's worth each video that people have to sign up to your subscription site to get access to. That's then no that's evergreen. People are paying. I know it seems like small potatoes money wise, but just imagine you got ten thousand or one thousand people paying five ninety nine per month your subscription site it's a lot of money isn't it <coughs> not, not that it's all about financial gain but you know <coughs> we'd you probably can't, you charge can't, him a pound and listen no, you, no but what I'm saying is you can't do everything for free all the time no. do you know what I mean you've got to think of a way that like you know you can build your brand know like trust people know like and trust you because your experiences and the sort of person you are mm. you've got to monetize it you can't do it all for free sometimes like, you can't do everything for nothing yeah. do you know what I mean I, I do agree to a certain extent with you but then on the other side of it just the other side 
if we're if we're looking at the fact of people that are going to be needing that, they ain't going to have no five ninety nine to be paying that price. No, they might not be, but the other people that are still need there will be people that yeah, there will, will be want it and still pay for it. Yeah, there will be. And you got to think it's when you're online, you're, you're it's global. It's not just localized. We're in Australia and everything. That's what I'm right. saying. So even if, like the people that are not going to be able to get to you one to one, and you're not going to be able to help one-to-one who might be in China or fucking America, different time zones, yeah. you could still be helping them with your content on this subscription site. Yeah, I suppose. Do you get me? I'm yeah. not saying you're doing it for, um, for financial gain. <laughs> I'm just saying you're silly not to do something else like that where you could be tapping into loads of people not just being localised or not just being in the UK. I mean, you already said you're in Australia. Yeah. I'd be doing all sorts if I were you. That's what I'm, I'm thinking about doing. Um you know, not just about property and business, but a subscription site people can pay fiver a month for. I mean, fuck me, how many how many things do you waste a fiver on it? Oh, month? easily. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. I, me, I, I, I can I write pay, a list. Yeah, I pay £6 just for storage for photos because I can't be bothered to put them on a pen. There you go. <laughs> so what, that's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is there's people, the people that will pay four ninety nine, five ninety nine a month will pay it, forget about it, and keep paying yeah. it. So you're, you're earning money... Yeah, it enables like, you to do more things. Yeah, well, doesn't it? that's what I'm saying. Like, and I'd like to do that. I can, I can do modules. I've set up a module before. That's what I would do, like, mate. Well, if I were you, I'd, I'd, I'd think about that as a little bolt on to your website or maybe even a separate website where it is just a subscription site for bonus content created by you both where people can subscribe and get exclusive content. How much content. commission do you want for the idea? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Wait, listen, joking, fucking no, no, people are doing it all over the place. Yeah, like, no, and I'm, it's a good idea. Listen, I'm, we can put on the website as seen on on the tea hut. Yeah. Well, no, but there's another podcast. I can't remember the name of it, but basically, all these guys talk about is three guys, and all they talk about is football matches from like the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Really? Yeah, not like decades ago. These matches happened years ago, right? How can they remember? Well, no, but they've, they've obviously watched it, listened to it, listened, researched it all, and they talk about it. They're, they're football buffs, right? But they're yeah. just normal blokes. But they've got a subscription site as well, and they've got, I think it was, I can't remember the exact figure, but there's about 9,000 people that sign up and pay six ninety nine a month oh to God. listen to bonus content of them talking about football matches that happened 50 years ago. Wow. wow. So there's people out there. What I'm trying to say is it's yeah. like a... You're silly if you're not doing it. And also, then I suppose that if if people only people that would subscribe would be people that could afford it, and then that would also mean that then we'd have some sort of money which potentially we could we could then scale up. Yeah, scale you know up. I mean? and then, yeah, and also then, do other things in the community with. And yeah. those people that are paying that five ninety nine a month, they're, they're not going to be sitting there trolling you. No, they want to be paying. They want to be in your team or in your club where they're getting that exclusive content that no one else is seeing. Yeah. Like, honestly, something to think about. Yeah, no, that's a really good idea. Because it's niching down your market even more. Like, you've got a following on TikTok or wherever you're doing your social medias, but then you're funneling that down into, like, your, subscri- your subscription site where your real followers, the people that really engage with you and like you, yeah. will support you and pay the yeah. $5.99 a month because they like you and they support you. Yeah. And the people that are just trolling are going to just jump on the videos on TikTok, oh, fuck you and piss off. But yeah. the people that want to be there for every video and engage with you all the time, they will pay £5 a month to get bonus content that no one else is going to see because they like you. Yeah. No like trust. They they like you. They know you because they've watched you on Facebook. They like you on TikTok and they like what you're doing and they trust you. So they're going to pay £5 a month to get yeah, bonus like shit. Idea. Trust me. Like, you could get a 1,000 people paying you five... Get right in Bayville. But listen, yeah, but it's five, five... Just imagine, do, break it down in your head and think, well, okay, could, do you think you could get 500 or 1,000 people to like your stuff? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Right? So if over six to 12 months you build up a bank of 5,000 people for your subscription site paying £5 a month, that's five grand a month in your bank. Yeah. 
definitely. Doing something you love that don't take a lot of time because the content you've already built and put on that subscription site has been done months ago. It's evergreen. Yes, Do you know what I mean? It's not something that you have to keep updating. It's something that is evergreen all the time. So people can sign up in January 2022, 23, 24, but it's the same content that it was two years ago. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's not yeah. available anywhere else. Yeah. You, got, you, you have to come up with a specific module or a specific, you know... It's already there. Exactly. Especially if it's stuff that's life-changing that could really change somebody's life. Yeah, but niche it down and deliver it in such a way on your subscription site that it isn't available anywhere else. Drop teasers everywhere on your social media going, oh, if you want the bonus content to this, if you really want to get me as a mentor, but you can't, yeah. £5 a month is all it costs you. And then I suppose we could have little conversations on our lives and say if you... Cause what most people do... For a little while. What most people do is they'll have different entry levels. They'll have three tiers. So you'll have an A, B or C. So A would be like yeah. low entry, £5 a month. All you get is the bonus content. But if you want to pay eight ninety nine a month, then you get a one-on-one Zoom call with us and the rest of the community. But if you want to pay £15 a month, then you get two one-on-one Zoom calls with just me and you. So it's a real personal thing for £15 a month. That's a really good idea. Yeah, so you've got three entry levels. So some people might want to pay the five or some people want 15 But yeah. then you've got tiers for each. Mate, I, I really think with what you're doing... And, you know, already with your youth project idea, yeah. I think you could, and your TikTok following that you're slowly building, I really do think you could make some money out of that. Massive well, money. Imagine. Seriously, though, and it don't really cost a lot to set up. It costs time. All right, and you might have to get, like, people with the video equipment to come and do your filming and all that, but you know like people that. like that anyway. Yeah. I've got, you know what I mean? I've got a load of my own shit that over time I've bought, so... but I think, build it up slowly, don't Honestly, you? I think it's a good idea for you both. Something you should both think about. Good. Yeah. I just think it's another string. It's another string to your bow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and it, and it it funnels like everything you're doing is great. But like someone said to me the other week, and it really made me think. He was like, "I love what you're doing. Your podcast. Your your, your lives on Facebook. You're doing this. You're doing that. Your property events that you're doing. But what's the, what's the end funnel? Where does it? Where does yeah. where does that? You know, you're getting all these people in all on your thing, and you're saying it's. Where does it go? Where does it go? Yeah, eventually it evaporates. That's what happened with you. Yeah. When, That's what when I'm he saying. When he quit his job before, he ended up having to go back to work because there was he wasn't earning any money. Yeah. So as much as you want to, you want to help as many people as you possibly can. You need but... something else that you'll give a product or a service that you're giving exclusively to people that are paying for it on a monthly basis. And the online creator economy is the is the thing at the moment. You guys know that. So maybe something to think about. Yeah. Trust me, because that's what I'm going to be doing with my with my little thing, a subscription site. Exclusive content to people. People feel like they're getting the bonuses. Definitely. So we've just waffled right I feel like this. I feel like this is an entrepreneur <laughs> podcast now. No, is, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. We'll go home and we'll be like, bloody hell, he's a clever bro. Like, like, we're, 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 what I want to know is when we get into the biscuits. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> listen, because we, we, we've been uh, going wait, on. Wait, we need go to on. ask you a question. What is your favourite biscuit? Fuck me. I've got a lot. I, I think it depends. It, it depends, really. It depends whose biscuit tin I'm looking in. <laughs> if Do it's you like my, these? Go on, what have you got? You've got your camera there. So We've you've got, got these ones, butter biscuits, butter which are like biscuits. chocolate Leibniz things. Yeah, but they're like they? the cheap version from Yeah, they, they taste the same. Like <laughs> What's is... the story behind it? Go on. Oh, there is a little story behind it. Yeah, so I used to eat these at my grand's. Oh. My grand was such a feeder. Like, she would constantly... <laughs> she, would, she would force you in that biscuit. And even after you'd had, like, half the pack, she'd be <laughs> like, finish more? it off. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. got another one up there. Do you want a sandwich? <laughs> yeah, that was my grand all over. Cup of tea. Yeah, to yeah. the point where my mum and dad cursed her once, because then when we were younger, she they brought the dogs over. She was sneakily feeding them on the slime. Really? Yeah, they were saying, don't do that, grand, because can't, they can't have that. And yeah, no they, chocolate. Yeah, and then when we got home, the dogs were sick everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's because my gran. But, um, yeah, so I used to have them at hers, and I'd forgotten all about them. And the, um, a couple of days ago, it was, wasn't it, he'd come yeah. home, and he said, oh, look, 
I got you some of these. And I was like, oh, they're my favourite. But I wasn't hungry that night anyway, so I put them away. Hidden from our son, didn't we? Put them upstairs. And then when we knew he was coming on here and he said, oh, you've got to bring some biscuits. I thought, right, Perfect. I know what I'm bringing. I'm eating them on the <laughs> so way home. And I love them. They're really nice. So you do like these? I love them. Are I'm, they your favourite? I wouldn't say they're my favourite, but I do favorite. really like them. I do really like them. Do you like the dark chocolate ones or the milk? Would Not the dark, no. Yeah, like, definitely the milk. Yeah? What about you? <sighs> See, I prefer the milk, definitely. Oh, yeah. I don't, Do I don't, you eat the dark? I'd eat them. Oh, yeah, I'm a bit like, yeah. oh, I'm not really a fan of dark chocolate, no, but I'm I'm one of, if it's there, I'll eat it. If it's a biscuit, you'll have it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. be fair, I probably would. You would. If it was the only one there, you would. But yeah. no, they're really nice and I like yeah. them. What you got there? So I've got hobnobs. Oh, you got the old like oh, like version. Yeah, the no, cheaper version, but they taste the same. They taste exactly the same. But everyone, yeah. like people, you can ask people on our lives on TikTok, what, what biscuits does Carl eat? And oh, I'm always eating always. hobnobs. In bed. Like, he eats them in, in bed. bed. Oh, She's crumbs like, everywhere. Crumbs oh. everywhere. And I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, on my so side. I love, I love both of them. They're they're a good one because they're good dunkers, them, aren't they? Yeah, really good. He does it then. The, the fucking marine yeah, in the biscuit again. world or something, again. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I said, me. It's true though, isn't it? Yeah. I uh, like I like loads of biscuits. I'm a, as you can tell, I'm a big guy. You get a biscuit tin out around me, then the chances are the good ones are going fast. <laughs> but I like both of them. They're really nice. I like there's a particular way that I actually eat those. What these? Do yeah. you bite the chocolate off around the outside? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does everyone do that? I do think you, so. Yeah, you gotta eat. Do you, you eat these? I only when your grand used to force me though. It's sort of like teasing yourself when yeah, it's like, all oh, of that little bit first. It's because it hangs over a little bit and it's yeah. like it's like it's it just needs that to extra go. naughty bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the machine gave you an extra little bit over there, so you nibble it off first. Well, I like that. So thanks guys for coming in today. It's thank been you. really, really good getting to know you both. Oh, thank you for having us. Thank, thank you for sharing um your stories with me and my listeners. So if anyone wants to know how to get in contact with you and how they can find you, how can they do that? Oh, I might get it wrong. Uh, Go on. Where, where's <laughs> the, what's so, your website? What's your social handles? So the website's uh, projectyouth.co.uk. Yeah. Uh, my TikTok art. Oh, I always say my. Oh, right. like, so youth is too used to it. This is new. This is two months old. Yeah. Uh, but the TikTok's uh, two's a duo official. So two spelt like T W O. Yeah. Uh, two's a duo official. Instagram two's a duo. We don't really don't even bother with Facebook because we probably won't even accept you on there. So yeah. Uh, Facebook's just one of them. You get people coming through. Mainly and it's just like family. They're just family on Facebook. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Instagram and TikTok are the ones that we use. So two's a duo on Instagram. Two's a duo official on TikTok cool sweet so if anyone wants to get hold of you they can on there and I just want to wish you both luck with the Project Youth oh, thank that you. you're doing I've got a feeling you'll smash it anyway and hopefully I've given you a little bit of a golden nugget to take away yeah. today. definitely yeah. alright guys well thanks for coming down <laughs> I really you. appreciate it nice one mate cheers guys The Tea Hut proudly brought to you by eGrowth Media <laughs>